0: What
1: you cooking? Welcome to Let Me A Fiver podcast, where we have conversations with successful people who have had successful journeys. Make sure you subscribe and share this video with your friends, family, for regular content about people's journeys and how they got there. Um, And also comment, leave comments on what you want to see, what careers you want to see and and what you want to hear about. I want to welcome today's guest. He's an entrepreneur, best known as Flumzy. Do um, you know what I'm gonna say? I think people like generally rap along to the song Drake started from the bottom. You know, <laughs> like there's bare people that that rap along to that song, but I feel there's certain people that can really yeah. rap along. They can yeah. rap along and feel every single lyric, <laughs> um, like because I know you've got you're definitely one of those people. You've got a number of ventures, businesses ranging from property development, recruitment, cryptocurrency. And you're basically a, you're an inspiration to so many people, um, which is demonstrated in your Snapchat mm-hmm. and how many people follow you and, and forward and screenshot what you have to say. It's yeah. fair to say there's not many cars that you haven't driven. <laughs> there's not many luxuries that you haven't oh, you're, experienced. You're making me blush. <laughs> That's yeah, <laughs> this is the intro. It always gets like this. <laughs> there's no, there's, not many, <coughs> there's not many luxuries that you haven't experienced. Um but yeah, you didn't have a, like a wealthy upbringing, like so. Like, tell tell us a bit about how you got there and kind of from like school days and how you you how you were raised, so we can kind of just get a picture of, of, of your journey.
0: All right, so um, I was raised in a place called St Paul's Cray, okay. uh, which is like in a place called Alpington, so just outside Southeast London. They used to call it Greater London. Um, so yeah I was the only I was the only black kid in school my mum i was raised in this area, and so I was the only black kid in the area really yeah. and um from a young age, my mum it's only now that i'm older because my mum sent me to a uh, a school in a place called Farnborough mm-hmm. um so she she sent me to a school called Derek wood but she sent me to that school and it 's only now that i'm older that I realize this she sent me to that school to keep me away from I say like trash if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Uh because where I was raised it was just just bad things was always going on, cars being stolen, drugs, um just madnesses constantly. And that's what I was exposed to at a young age. Yeah. So thinking back now i can see that my mum was trying to protect me so she sent me to a school in a in a um in, right. a, in a nice area where it was just all the kids there they come from good backgrounds they had nice houses and
1: yeah would, you,
0: would i was i was always travel i remember I, I used to take a bus to school and uh it used to take us about an hour to get to school i used to think to myself why are we um, cuz i was confused i was confused a lot as a kid um i used to think why are we why do we have to take a bus to go to school so far when there's schools that are right around the corner, if you know what I'm saying, mm. that um, why can't I go to those schools? And my mum would never explain it, but I always used to think, look, I just want to go to a school that's really close because yeah, yeah. this one hour plus a day was always bothering me. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I went to, went to a school called Darkwood. Um, and then when I got into... I'd say actually, if I if if I'm gonna keep actually telling the story, I'll say what used to happen was my mum used to um, she never used to pick me up from school, so she used to not only was I I'd take a bus to school with my uncle, so my uncle used to live in live in my house as a kid, and um, he would take us to school in the mornings, me and my younger brother. So not only were we travelling, it would take us like an hour plus to get to school, but after school, my mum would never pick up, never pick us up. So everyone else, all the other kids, they'd have their. their so you're talking about
1: primary school, yeah?
0: Yeah, I'm talking about primary, yeah. Right. So nursery and primary. All the other kids, their parents would pick them up from school, and um, I used to get child minded on a this estate called Farmborough Estate, hmm. and um, the woman's name was Carol Carol Osborne. So she used to child mind me and my younger brother. So we so after we would leave school, we'd go and sit on this estate, Farmborough Estate. And uh, it, I remember, even then, we was like the only black kids. Do you know what I'm saying? So we was encou- encountering so much racism and things like that. Like that's how I learned. I never knew the word the the N word. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I had to learn that word from people calling it, calling me it, and me not realizing. I'm like, what's that? Uh, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? And they're like,
1: nigga, nigga,
0: nigga, and I'm like, I didn't understand much. You know what I'm saying? So. It that confused me a lot as a kid because as a kid because I wasn't around any other black kids, I used to think like how the hell have I ended up here? Do mm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was confused. I was like literally a confused child. And um I used to like think to myself, like, what's wrong with my hair? Like, I used to want um curtains, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh Grease Lightning. I'd watch Grease Lightning and see like how they had their hair and things like that, and I was just like, I was lost. Do you know what I'm saying? And then all I would ever see, I'd only ever see my my people, the, the black the black race, black people. I'd only ever see them on TV. Mm. So I'd think to myself, Ah, oh, I'm supposed to, like I've I'm here, and I'm not seeing any other black people around, and I'm thinking the real world is in the t- in, is in the TV screen. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? And I'm thinking, how do I get there? How do I get into that real world? Like where there are other black people. And then I remember I used to get on a bus, my mom would take me to um, take us to Lewisham. That's where I used to get my hair cut as a kid. And I remember seeing that like, I'd see black people around and I'd be like, where is this place? But I remember it used to take take us so far to get there. Mm. I used to think to myself, why don't we live here? Do you know what I mean? And um, it, was, uh, it was confusing. So I was going through a lot of confusion as a child, like not realizing what's going on. I get into year seven, and um, I went to a school called Priory, and so that was on the Ramsden Estate. Now that was like the worst school in the borough. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm in that school now. Is there more? Is
1: there more diversity there? Or?
0: Nah. I was again. I was like the only black kid. Maybe there was like maybe one other black kid, yeah. but I can't even remember their name. I was <laughs> technically the only black kid. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I was always I was always popular. So I was always like the cool guy. Do you know what I'm saying? So from year seven the minute i get into that school all the around me is so imagine i've gone to my mum tried to keep me away from my area but in the end she lost control when it comes to year seven it was like she had to send me to this place mm-hmm. this school mm-hmm. so i'm in this school now and i'm just surrounded by gypsies mm-hmm. like um <coughs> travelers so you know like um you know, a traveller is like yeah, Tyson Fury, yeah, Billy Joe yeah, Saunders, yeah, those yeah. those types of things, yeah. So I'm surrounded my school's predominantly like it's just travellers and um it's getting into fights all the time because again the racism now is even stronger. Do you know what I mean? And it's like you're the odd one, you know? But um it's so getting into fights and things like that and I was just always I was always just like the I was cool and I was popular, but you were still the black kid. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, of course. So then what happened, but I was good at football. That's one thing I was always good at. I was good at athletics, I was a good sprinter, and I was good at football. So, and the reason why I'm telling you this, I'm just building you the story as to how I became who I am today, yeah? yeah? So, I'm in year seven now. I'm good at football. I end up getting into um, Charlton Youth Academy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what age is that? I think it was 13. Okay. So I get into Charlton Youth Academy playing football, and um, when I was playing football, I was always in my Sunday team. I was just like I was, a, I was like the best. Do mm. you know what I'm saying? So maybe some people that might watch this who played alongside me they might say that I wasn't the best, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I was the best. I <laughs> scored <laughs> yeah. all the goals. That's Do you know what I'm saying? So I yeah, was the, yeah. the best goal scorer. I was the best in the league. Simple. The end. I was the best, and no one's gonna tell me different. So I'm at Charlton Youth Academy now, and. Um, What's happening is, when I got scouted, I thought, wow, like, because my dream was always to be a footballer. And the thing is as well, what I used to do is when I, when I was a young kid, because I was so confused and like, I was so like, didn't know who I was and didn't understand my culture and things like that. But I always used to have a little book. And this book, I haven't got the book anymore, but I remember being a, being young, I'm probably like eight years old. I'm writing in this book and I said, When I'm older, I want to play for Inter Milan, yeah? Um, I (laughs) want to be a professional footballer. I want to play for Inter Milan. And uh, this, from eight years old, what I'm explaining to you now is this is why you have to visualise. You have to have this vision in your life and you put these visions in your head and you can attract it. You can just attract things to you. Do you know what I'm the saying? This is like the whole yeah. law of attraction thing, the yeah. secret, blah, blah, blah. But bef- way before I even knew about the secret or the law of attraction or anything, I, at eight years old, had this vision, seeing myself doing certain things at the age that I am today. So I'm 32 years old mm-hmm. now. So I've, my whole life, I saw it when I was a little kid. As crazy as it sounds, I saw it as a little kid. So I had this book. I remember I wrote this message in my book. I said, "When I'm older, I want to play for Inter Milan." Yeah. And um, the reason why that was was because at the time, R nine Ronaldo was there. Do you remember? Mm, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So when Ronaldo was there, he was like the, he was like the, he was, the, the he the was on fire, was best, best in the, in the world. R nine. So yeah, I wanted to be him. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I said, "I want to play for Inter Milan." So I write this message. I kept put, kept it under my pillow. I always used to keep it under my pillow. I'd go to sleep with it. And, um, so I'm eight years old. Next thing you know, five years later, I get scouted for Charlton. In the end, I go on trial, and they they took me on, so they signed me. And, uh, I remember being there. And this is when I first realised, this is when I first realised about magic, if you know what I'm saying. This is when I knew that I had some sort of power, um, and that I could attract things to me. Because, I remember, once we was training, Charlton... Youth Academy, they had this contract with Inter Milan, yeah? Youth Academy, meaning that players at Cholton were allowed to go and play for Inter Milan. Yeah, okay. So I remember like being 13 years old thinking, what the fuck? Like there's a Cholton Inter Milan connection. I'm like, this was my dream. I want to play for Inter Milan. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, that's weird. So I'm at Cholton now and I'm used to being the best. All right, and then, as I'm playing, I remember I was as I'm playing and i, I played against um like Gareth bow and Walcott, and I played against all these other players, and I had good players on my team as well and then what happened is I'm training there was another player called danny haynes he he went to he went on, you go, on my school yeah oh, he went to school yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So danny Haynes yeah so he went on He's to went become crossing, pro, yeah so I remember when when I had my trial. Danny Haynes was on trial as well, and he yeah. actually ended up at Ipswich, okay, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when we both, we were there was a, quite a few of us on trial, yeah? But it was only me and Danny Haynes that got signed, yeah? Mm-hmm. But I remember, I was better than Danny Haynes. Danny might say different, yeah? He was,
1: he was strong and quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he was strong, but I was strong. better than him, yeah, do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember when we started the trial, I was better than him. When we, when we got signed, I was better than him. Then what would happen is, Eventually would we I'm taking a bus to training. We used to train on a Tuesday and a Thursday and have a game on a Saturday. Or maybe a Sunday, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, we'd go there on a Tuesday or go there on a Thursday. When we'd go to train when I'd go to training, I'd take a bus, yeah. And in the winter months, imagine trainings at like six thirty, maybe seven thirty. Seven thirty. Yeah. So imagine trainings at seven thirty till nine o'clock, yeah? Yeah. And I'm taking a bus there, and everyone else in my team, I'm the only one taking a bus. Everyone else in my team, their parents are taking them to training. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Their parents will be waiting for them whilst they're training, things like that. I'd get the bus to training. I don't. My parents wouldn't be there. My mum wouldn't be there. She's working. Huh? Yeah, my mum was. She was. She was working like two, three jobs to just keep the lights on for us. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, my my. I had no support, do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, I'd see, like, the other kids' parents come and take them for training, and when they, like, after training, they put their arm around their child, and I was so proud, do you know what I'm saying? And that I didn't have none of that, you know? And even now in my adult life, I see there's things about me that I'm like, okay, why am I like this? Why am I like that? And sometimes I'm like, all right, do you know what? It's because you never had that person put your arm around you Pat you on the back and say they're proud. Mm-hmm. Say well done. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never yeah, had yeah. those little things, and so I went through life because I went through life without that. I had like a, I I I, I had like a cold heart. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was a cold heart. I had no, no emotion, yeah, no love. You yeah. know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I didn't know how to express myself because I had been, uh, what's the word like compressed? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So as I'm going training all the time and I'm just taking a bus there, I'm taking a bus (sighs) back and it's cold, it's the winter months. Imagine I'm 13 years old taking a bus by myself and I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is long. Like, I can't, um, I don't like this anymore. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And not just that, but when I'm training, for once in my life, training was hard. Do you know what I mean? Because I had other people on my level And beyond Mm -hmm. people that were better than me. I was never used to that. Mm -hmm. Because you gotta remember, me being a black kid in a predominantly white school all my life. So even like athletics, I was always the fastest. I won every single sports day. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it was just it's just in our genetics. Mm -hmm. So I was winning every single sports day. Every single one. Mm -hmm. So I was always of the mentality that I am going to be somebody in my life. I'm gonna be successful, I'm gonna be great, I'm gonna be famous or I'm going to be rich. Do you know what I mean? I was always off the belief because I was like, I'm just used to winning. Every single sports day, I'm winning year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six, year seven, year eight, year nine. I'm winning all the time. Yeah. So I'm used to that, having that winning feeling when it comes to um, sports. I am com- I was competitive, but I was used to winning all the time. Mm-hmm. So then what would happen is once I arrived at Cholton, all of a sudden, I'm around people that are um, just as good as me and even better than me so I can no longer I can no longer keep up with everyone yeah Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden and this is there's a saying and there's this saying goes hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean so what would happen is we're all in a team all of us and we're all very talented yeah Yeah. however who's gonna make it in this team the people that are gonna post Uh, crack on and make it and get a contract and whatever are going to be the people who work the hardest you know what I'm saying and as a child me if I was talking to my younger self I would have been able to guide that younger person who who I am I would have been able to guide that younger person and said listen I know the attributes that you need to make it in life do you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so that you could have actually gone to where you was trying to be do you know what I mean? Because hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And you was talented, but you never worked hard enough. Do you know what I'm saying? And so something that I loved and enjoyed so much soon became something that I hated. Do you know what I mean? So I never wanted to go training on a, t- a Tuesday and a Thursday anymore. I'd miss training. I didn't want to go to the games. I didn't want to play anymore. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'll be playing game like, I'll be sat on the bench and I wanted to be on the bench <laughs> and then my, I'll be so nervous to come on. It's like, I don't want to come on. Keep me on the bench, I'm happy. Let me just sit on the sideline in my in my Charlton tracksuit and everything else and just let me feel like I'm great. Do you know what I mean? But I don't want to come on the pitch, I'm scared. Do you know what I mean? I was fear. Fear was just running through my body and then eventually I just never went back, yeah? And then what's then happened is after that, I went through this, like, imagine I'm a young kid now, 14, 15 years old, I'm going through, and I didn't realise it at the time, I only realise it now in my adult life, but I'm going through this depression, I'm depressed now, I can't watch football, do you know what I mean? So, I didn't watch football from, like, 15 years old until I was, like, 26, 27, I just cancelled football out of my life because what would happen is if someone would invite me to a game, I wouldn't even want to go to a football game because it was like, that was my dream. I'm supposed to be that person. There was a guy, one of um, a friend, his name's Junior Stanislas and he made it and I remember watching him as a little kid. It's a
1: Bournemouth player. Yeah, he's a
0: Bournemouth, yeah. And I remember watching him and so I'd go and watch him at West Ham when he was in the youth academy and I'm just watching him I'm just like, wow, man, just, you got my dream, you know, that, that was supposed to be me. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm depressed now. I'm going through depression without even knowing what depression even is. You know, and um, I'm getting older now. I'm, I'm turning like 16, and I'm like,
1: so you stayed in the same secondary school, though, yeah? Yeah, I time.
0: stayed in the same secondary school the way. So I'm, get, I'm getting older now. I'm at like 16, and I'm just thinking to myself like, I'm I i do not want to play football anymore. I'm just done with football. Can't done with it. And I thought to myself, but don't worry, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna make it in something. I thought, yeah, I'm gonna be, um, I'm gonna be a rapper. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be start rapping. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do that. I remember those uh, these guys at the time that were friends, um, still friends. Um, I don't talk to them too much anymore. But listen, they, I'd still always have mad love for them. The new brand flex. Yep. So like Sas uh Boya D, mm-hmm. Lickle P, mm-hmm. um, even Red Blah, your brother. Um, and I remember at the time, I remember like. That these were like the older guys. They always used to like look look out for me, sort of thing. And uh, I this remember is,
1: is this college days or still school. This is
0: still school. Yeah. So I was always one of them people. Even though I was at like at the Priory and that, I was just, I was. I've always been known how to get into people. I've always mm-hmm. known how to just get in the mix, like just get people's attention. I've always been like a like a worm. I can just slide my way into things. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So um. So I remember when I've when I've stopped playing football, and I've said to boy yeah I've said to boy dear I said I'm not playing football no more, and he said what? I said yeah I'm not done with football I'm not playing he said no you can't be done with football you need to you <laughs> stick at the football you need to make it I said no no I said so what are you gonna do then? I said well, I'm gonna be a rapper in it I'm just I'm gonna start <laughs> rapping you know what I'm saying, and he said no bro trust me <laughs> stick with the football I'm like no I'm done with football I'm not playing no more <laughs> the end I'm gonna be a rapper, and so I remember like. In the end I've gone I've ended up getting into college. I've gone to uh Opensum College, obviously where you went, we mm. went together, do you know what I'm saying? So I'm sixteen years old now, I'm in college. I remember at the time, so I'm, me and um, Tiny Temper, we were friends, yeah? And uh
1: <sighs> Did Tiny go open for a No, nah,
0: Tiny didn't go Upington. F- Tiny F- went SFX. F- 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 SFX, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tiny went SFX. And uh, so me, listen, but even before he went to college, like we we was we was cool. I remember at the time, Tiny didn't have no money. These was back when he was living at, um, just in like Plumstead, Wellin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when he was living in Plumstead and that. I remember I gave him the money to get his first car. He had a Vauxhall Corsa because obviously I had a Vauxhall Corsa first, a gold one. I had a gold one. Yeah, and then he, I gave him the gave him the money to get his first one. He had a silver one, and we actually fell out over him. Not paying me no money back for the car. (laughs) He did pay me back in the end, but it's like I gave him money, he didn't give it back when he was gonna give it back, and in the end, like you know, I I didn't, I wasn't really happy about it, and we had a little fallout, and we was never really the same since then, yeah. And I remember like these these times he was still doing the music. I remember I took him to Lady Sovereign. Lady Sovereign had a music video. And um, so you this, knew her. Did, he did. I knew Lady Sovereign. So I, I was around Lady Sovereign at the time because, like I said, I was always good at getting in with <laughs> That's people. The now, you I remember know, you being mean, like even Lady Shasty. like because mm-hmm. I was always a good. I was like a little computer guru, like a little mm-hmm. computer geek. You know what I'm saying? I'm good on like MSN Messenger, MySpace, MySpace, check, MySpace, MySpace all, that, yeah. all of that. So I just knew how to get into people. So like Lady Sovereign was my friend. I remember I used to being like 15 years old. I used to go to the studio with Lady Sovereign yeah this is when she was signed to jay-z jay-z signed her, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I used to go to the studio with lady Sovereign, and she'll just be in the studio recording I'll just be sitting there and um, I was like uh, I was um I was so admired by it do you know what I'm saying and like the music label they used to send a mu- uh, Mercedes Vito to pick her up the studio is in Bethnal Green and uh, the Mercedes Vito would come and pick her up, and I remember she'd send the Mercedes Vito to pick me up as well, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm around some like, she's going to be famous, you know what mm, I'm saying? Yeah. At the time, she was she was, she was, big, was on yeah, her way, yeah. Big, yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm her friend, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And he, it's funny, actually, because she messaged me on Instagram not too long ago. No, is it? Seriously? Yeah, what yeah, she yeah, doing now? Me. I'm, I'm not too sure, man.
1: She got a still big following, though?
0: I'm not too sure. Mm. I'm not too sure. You know, like with the music and that, it's like listen, one, it's right a short now, career. yeah, one one minute you're hot and the next you're not. Yeah, I'm sh- not saying I'm not slagging on off friends, but career. I'm just saying, it's, that, yeah, isn't it's, it's, isn't it's an- short. You Unless know, like, yeah. even like these American artists, like it takes a lot to be a Jay Z and actually
1: be a pedigree. Yeah, but, 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 pedigree not, like yeah, but that. if you think about it, the reason why they've got longevity is they reinvent themselves, labels, mm-hmm. clothing brands, mm-hmm. sports. Like they're kind of they, Jay Z's not a rapper. Right, you know what I'm saying. He's yeah. a rapper, but he's not a rapper. Like he's <laughs> he's yeah. kind of he's got different. Same with Diddy, right? They're only relevant because they keep reinventing themselves. Um, fun, but yeah. yeah, so so we go back to that yeah, Lady Sovereign and yeah. So I'm in the days. studio
0: with um. I'm, I'm going to studio with her, and I'm just like, this is amazing, man. And then at the same time, I'm friends with Lady Shasty as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had uh, she had a music video called Step Back. That was one of her first ones. Mm-hmm. It's called Step Back. And I remember she invited me to that music video. And um, I remember at that music video, because I'm, I'm the one that's friends with Shasti. I'm the one that's friends with Sovereign. And I'm like, I'm going back to Boya D, Sash, Tiny. I'm saying, look, these are my friends. They're about to blow. Look, yeah, I'll bring you with me. Let's go to the video shoot. So I took Tiny to one of the video shoots. Lady Shasti's launch party. I remember she invited me to it. imagine I'm like 17 years old. And this is why a lot of the time I don't really drink alcohol. And what happened is I went to this launch party. Chassis launch party and I remember like Kano was there, yeah. And mm-hmm. imagine I'm 17 years old and I'm like, Kano, you Kano, know, so like Ey, Ey, yeah, the the best. And, oh, you know what I'm saying? He's I'm like, this guy's a legend, <laughs> like this is Kano, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So I remember Kano was at the launch party, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, imagine I'm just I'm living like a dream still, like this is my dream, and I'm around these people. And I remember at the launch party, I got drunk. Um and so I imagine it was on JD and Coke. Mm-hmm. And so I don't drink JD and Coke. And the reason I don't drink JD and Coke is because every time I sip it, it takes me. It gives me a flashback to when I was 17 mm. years old and I drank it too much and I got drunk and I kept throwing up. I remember leaving the launch party by myself. I got a bus home. I keep throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. And then what I used to do is I had to go to... Um, I ended up having to go to hospital Jeez. because I kept throwing up and they put an injection in my bum Yeah. yeah not too much. and I don't know what I don't know what it is but they put an injection in my bum which is to stop you from what whatever it, oh
1: you probably had alcohol poisoning for
0: who knows what it was but I had an injection in my bum not in, in my bum cheek sorry and uh, <laughs> yeah so I had an injection in my bum cheek and um from there it, now every time I drink JD and coke it makes me um it makes me think back so anyway so let me go back to the tiny story because so, that is a plays a bit that's like another milestone in my life I've got all these little milestones in my life which got me to where I am today so mm-hmm. we had the I was playing for Charlton hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard I didn't work hard enough so I didn't make it mm-hmm. okay push that to the side then friends with tiny we're close tiny's doing this music thing I'm doing this music thing. Rebler's doing the music thing. Sass is doing the music thing. Boy, oh, we're, all, we're all doing it. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm going to be a, a star. Next thing you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? This music thing doesn't make sense. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen mm-hmm. because the industry will not, the, the the system will not allow it. Police are locking down everyone's shows. I'm thinking this music thing's a waste of time, yeah? Mm-hmm. These times you got Skepta. I remember Skepta, he had his email address. He was a DJ at the time. Yeah, he was a DJ. So his email address was DJ underscore Skepta <laughs> at hotmail.com. I remember there was Chipmunk. I remember I was, me and yeah, I was, was chatting to Chipmunk, yeah, Chipmunk was, when he was like, he was, he was 13 yeah, he was kid, years old. Kid. I'm kid. older than him. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. He, we, chat, we I'm chatting to Chipmunk, Ironic, Skepta, all of these people in the scene. And I'm just thinking to myself, you lot are all mad. Like, this music game's like dead. You ain't going to go nowhere with it. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and I remember Tiny... Tiny taught me is such a lesson in life because he's doing this music thing, and I'm thinking he's going nowhere with it. And he's over at going to East London uh, he's, he's now. Yeah, he's in East London all the time now. Uh, he's, uh, he's with Bruiser. Aftershock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aftershock. Yeah, he's with Bruiser, Royal. Royal. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he's with all these,
0: and I'm just thinking to myself, you ain't going to make it, bruv. Like, you always remember ears? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. It is and yeah, all in one. Yeah, all Do you know in what I'm one, saying? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, look like, you ain't, you're wasting your time. Like, it's, it can't. It's and not you know, I was so happen. crazy at
1: the time. I think everyone used to say Tiny was biting Dizzy. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Dizzy's yeah. arse was blowing up, and there was a was little dizzy bit of it blowing out. And I
0: was always like, it can happen for Dizzy. It happened for Dizzy, but it's not going to happen for no one else, mm-hmm. because you know they're all getting locked off and things like that. And it's funny now, actually, because even, like, I remember Dizzy played a, played a part. And I remember as I got a bit older, and I'll go into the story, but as I got a bit older, I used to start seeing Dizzy around. Like, he moved to my area. He moved to, like, Alpington.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're training in the same gym. I'm like, wow, I'm like, nigga, that's Dizzy Rascal. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This is
1: when he's big, boy in the corner. Boy in the corner, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's moved.
0: He's, he's got um, he's got his PA His PA was uh some, like, Chinese, Filipino boy. Um he was driving Mini Cooper, Dizzy got him a car, he got him a mini and that, and I'm just seeing Dizzy and I'm just like And the thing is all of this played such a big part in my life because reason being I'm looking at these people and I'm thinking to myself, Wow, you're all living the life, you've made it and I haven't. I'm a failure. Do you know what I'm saying? Let me go back to the Tiny story before I get to the wow I thought I was a failure. So Tiny's doing this music thing, all of a sudden Tiny carries on, me me and him ain't talking no more. And then I'm at the barber's in Plumstead, not too far from his house. I used to cut my hair at a place called MG's, which was a guy called Mike that used to cut our hair and that. So one day I'm sitting in a barber's, Tiny comes in. Next thing you know, the word on the street is that this Tiny Ten Bar has just been signed and he's about to blow, yeah? And um, this song comes out called we'll Pass Out, yeah? We bring the stars out. No, they no, bring this them, is before them. Wifey. Ah, oh, let's go <laughs> back like, to Waffe. Let's go like, back yeah, to Wafe. That's, wifey. The, that's yeah. the break. I'm yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. skip that. Yeah, no, yeah, like, you can't skip that's the biggest moment. Let me tell you why Wifey, because the house at the beginning of Wifey, yeah. Mm-hmm all right so the waffy video i was the one that got tiny the house at the start so we were still cool then mm-hmm. because that there was a spanish-looking house in a waffy video if you yeah, go back to school, yeah, it, it, it's called, it, it called boscalado that's the house vince's that's house. vince's house vince yeah. was my good friend yeah. do you know what i'm saying so we grew up together tiny needed a house he wanted a nice house to do his video yeah so i've said to
1: him to be fair let's see if we can talk about that those mansions in Farnborough, yeah yeah even to be remember we used to just roll outside yeah and, so and just be like Wow. Yeah. It's like, look, it was like a, park. the, yeah, the, park, the houses so. were just
0: unbelievable. And that's the thing. So my mum sent me to school just round the corner from there, a place mm-hmm. called Farmer Park. And I had these mansions. As a kid, that's all I ever wanted. I wanted to live there. And the craziest thing is, is you always want in life, you always want what you can't have. Mm-hmm. Let me correct that. In life, you always want what you think you can't have. Because in this life, you can have anything. You can do anything. We're all human. We can achieve anything we want if we put our mind to it. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it's it's crazy now because now I'm at a point in my life where I can be like, you know what? If I want to live in Farmer Park, I can live in Farmer Park. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not a problem anymore.
1: So because I can do it now... I at the time, but you, never, you never had a... At the time, you didn't think... Oh, you mean then or now? Now. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. now.
0: But then... Back then, and remember, I went to school around the corner, so I was seeing them places when I was, like, eight years old. I remember being eight years old, ringing my mum, all right, because I'm thinking to myself, why do we live in this area? Like, why Mm -hmm. are we even living here? (laughs) I was always... I remember I'd always see big houses and be like, Mum, let's move there, let's move there, let's move there. And she'd always be like, no, no, we can't, we can't, we can't. She would never explain to me why, because my mum never used to speak about money. Mm -hmm. So I used to think to myself, Mum, why are we living here? So I thought, I actually thought my mum just didn't know how to move into one of these houses <laughs> one of these big houses what house what kind of house did you have so we started off in a place called Selwyn place yeah mm-hmm. and that was uh it was like a two-bed flat and there was like a high-rise or no nah, no nah, it wasn't it was like it was like a little estate in St Paul's crate yeah mm-hmm. and there was like my mum my uncle my auntie My older brother, my younger brother, and me. So there's like six of us living in a two bed flat, no (laughs) beds, just mattresses on the floor. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, that's how we started off. And then we moved to a house. My mum was able to get a mortgage. She bought a house for like 80 grand, yeah? And that was in St. Paul's Crate. That's where I grew up, it's a three bedroom house. And even then, we would have my mum, my auntie, my uncle. We would always have like loads of us just living in this house. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm And um, and my mum, so my mum used to work in. She used to work in town in London. I think she was like a research worker. I never really used to know what my mum used to do. Do you know what I'm saying? But she wasn't a sex worker. <laughs> it's
1: important.
0: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I'll listen. Anyway, she weren't that. So anyway, <laughs> but I don't know what she exactly she used, to, used to do. And the thing is, my mum as a as a as a young kid, my mum was fostered. Um, she was like fostered as a as a little child, so my mom can't like we're Nigerian, but my mom can't speak Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Only my dad can speak Yoruba. My dad never really played a strong part in my life. Do you know what I mean? Um, listen, there was a at one point me and him we didn't talk. My dad lives in America now, but we didn't talk for for like ten years. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He never really played a strong part in my life. Um, so I can't speak Yoruba, and it's only now as an adult. That like I sit there and I think to myself, you know what? You are actually like a I might say a waste man. You're not a waste man, but you're washed up. Do you know what I'm saying? Because do you, you say don't, because you don't under you don't know your culture. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like <clears throat> I, I'd say it's like I I was able to do everything I, I did well in life, but I don't know my history. Do you know what I'm saying? And Ooh. it was even like there's a guy called Toba, yeah. And um, he's a friend of mine, Bangai Toba, and uh, he's in Nigeria at the moment. And what he did was, I'm like flicking through uh, WhatsApp status, and I see him in Nigeria he's with uh, Davido, the artist. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just commenting on uh, his WhatsApp status. I'm like, because he's rolling with Davido, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, this Davido's like, he's so cool. He seems like a cool, cool guy. I said that to him. Then the next thing I see is I see a, I see a load of kids, like, with no shoes on. In Nigeria, yeah, and uh, they're starving children. Do you know what I'm saying? I see like hundreds of them, and they're it's on his snap, and it's on his WhatsApp status. And I'm status, and I'm like, fuck. And I look at these kids, and I'm looking at them. And I'm like, that could have been me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I'm at a point where I'm look, I'm I'm living in a tall, high-rise tower, looking at my beautiful view seeing the river thames just looking at the water flowing before i see this video i was going through i'm always going through like mental mental crap in my head about life and that yeah Pals, yeah. yeah i'm always, always going through mental battles and the reason i'm going through these mental battles is because i always used to think it was like depression and that but then i realized it's not it's it's kind of depression but it's that i'm a one It's i'm a deep thinker but two is that i've achieved so much so early that it's like what next? Mm-hmm. What to do now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm playing like you know when you play Grand Theft Auto, and um, you'll be playing Grand Theft Auto the game, and you use the you use the cheat mode early in the game. I haven't <laughs> said that I've cheated my way through life, but I just I was able to get there. I was early. able to get there early. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I've driven like I've driven every car that that you I can mean, ever imagine. You've, imagined, let, you've let me, me drive saying? every car. You know I'm saying. You know I've had these cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your Ferraris, your Lamborghinis, your Rolls Rolls Royces. I've driven Bentleys. I've done it all now.
1: I've
0: done it all. So all of a sudden, it's like... And this is why people turn to alcohol and they turn to drugs. And it's like, I haven't turned to any of that. Do you know what I'm saying? And I won't even say I haven't turned to any of that yet. There is no yet. I would never turn to it because I've always been Mm anti-alcohol. I've always been anti-drugs. I've Mm. never sniffed or taken pills or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I've always been anti-, anti that. So because I'm anti that, I, I realized I got to a point in my life where I've reached a, a height where I still have to have my own breakdowns. Mm-hmm. But for me to have my breakdown, I can't do it. I can't I can't do the drink because I don't like the taste because one of the shasty situation and the other situation was as a kid, my uncle Sid, who sadly passed away two thousand and sixteen, he, and I'm he's like my life. Yeah, um, he took me to a pub when I was a kid. He had one leg, disabled white guy, my mum's brother, foster brother, and I, I remember taking him up to. I used to like wheel him around in his wheelchair, and uh, I remember he took me to a pub, and we'd go into the pub and he'd get a pint of uh, a pint of beer, and I remember being a kid. I can't remember how old I was. Maybe nine. He's had his beer. I'm sat there with him. We used to have to sit in like a corner. Like we used to sit a corner over there because of obviously you weren't allowed children in the pubs. So what's then happened is um, he's giving me a sip of his beer because I just always used to see him <laughs> drinking a beer and I'd be like, I want some, I want some. He'd never used to let me have some. None. So I'd be like, look, just let me have some, let me have some, please, Uncle. Sid, let me have some, let me have some. I want to be like one of the boys. She says, all right, cool. I'll give you, I'll give you some. He says, Pass it to me. Says, let me have a drink. I've drunk it. I was like, spat it out. Till this day, I've never drank a pint of beer in my life. I've took sips yeah, only to like try and mingle with people, yeah, but always be like, oh,
1: do you know
0: what I mean? Like, <laughs> disgusting. Like, but but the thing is, because of like in my work, in meetings and so on, or socializing or taking like taking clients out or whatever, I would have to. I, I'm good at mirroring. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like. Because of, and that's, that's that, sorry, if I have to go back to me being a kid and being in a predominantly white school and having no black people and having to adjust to that, to then I went to Auckland College, which was then when I met you, I'm 16 years old, that's full of black people. And I've realised I was able to, I'm able to adjust. I can fit in with anyone, I can mm-hmm. be around anyone, any group of people from any backgrounds, mm-hmm. from the highest of, of people in to the elite, to going into the council estates and being on the blocks. I can mingle, I can adapt, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I learned how to adjust in any situation, do you okay. know what I mean? Okay, cool. and, that's, and that played a major, that played a massive part. So even though I say about um like I was around this as a kid, blah, 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 that helped me in my adult life to just be able to mirror. That's so important when you're trying to make it in life because a lot of the time people can. You'll come into a room and you'll bring you'll bring your past in with you. You'll bring your you'll bring your issues. You bring your problems. You'll bring your shit that's gone on in your life and you'll just bring it into the room with you. And that's why there might be someone sat there or there, and you just You you just don't know how to connect with them, yeah? And the reason being is because you're bringing your shit (laughs) with you. You need to learn in life how to just say, you know what, I'm going to leave my shit outside and I'm going to come in as a fresh person. And so then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, cool, I'll be sitting with you and I'll just be watching you and I'll see how you are and then I'll adjust myself to be just like you. So when you're talking to me, you see yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? And because of you see yourself, that means that you'll like like you'll crack on, you like each other. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's not that's not being it's not being fake or it's not tricking someone, but it's just it's just understanding how to take yourself out of your body and put yourself in someone else's. Do you know what I mean? And this is like when I'm talking like this, this is like mad. Because I used I I used to read a lot of books psychology forty eight laws of power especially The forty eight laws of power is like my bible mm-hmm. so it's like always say less than necessary conceal your conceal your intentions your um your name is ev- uh your name is everything guard your reputation do you know what I mean guard your reputation your name is everything guard it with your life do you know what I'm saying the, There's a book called Forty Eight Laws of Power by Robert Greene so I was read so so let me now go back to. Back to, quite back to tiny, yeah. yeah okay, not that this, this whole thing is about tiny, but I just need to get through that bit. So, because of what he taught me, and this isn't <coughs> him sitting me saying he actually spoke to me and taught me this, it was what I picked, it's what he taught me. So, we're in the wifey videos done. Obviously, I sorted out that whole video for him, we fell out after that. Next thing you know, they're saying about this tiny temper he's about to blow, blah, blah, blah. He now brings out this song called Pass Out, yeah? And uh, the song just blows. Huge. Disgusting. It blows. He now is bigger than Dizzy Rascal, okay? Mm -hmm. He is like the, everyone's going on about him. Rewind Magazine. Everyone, tiny temper, tiny temper, tiny temper, tiny temper. And I'm just reading it all. I'm seeing it all. And it's not that I'm a hater. I'm not hating him. I'm hating myself because what's now happened is I'm like, shit. This guy has just made it. I doubted this guy. I thought even it was never gonna happen. He's just made it. Now I'm sitting in the barbers. I've took the bus to the barbers. I'm sitting there waiting for my haircut in a queue. All of a sudden, Tiny walks through the door. Boom. Mike lets him cut in front of everyone. Puts him in the seat. I'm looking. I'm like, Mike. But it's like, yeah, no, nah, he's booked. I'm like. But you don't do booking, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So he's cut his hair, I'm looking at him now, he's got this aura around him, okay? Because I see like, I'm, I'm spiritual, I see energy, I see, I see things, you know what I'm saying? So I can see his aura, I'm looking at his aura. So I'm not even looking at him, I'm looking at his aura, I'm looking at the energy around him. I'm like, wow, that is success, it's mm-hmm. greatness, do you know what I'm saying? I'm then, looking, I'm then look, sitting there thinking about myself. I'm just like, you're a waste, man. Look at you. Like, What are you going to do with your life now? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. My life is fucked. What am I going to do? I remember I sitting there, I took the bus back. I'm just depressed.
1: What was Tiny's? Like? Did you speak to him?
0: Yeah, yeah I said, yo, was like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But I remember at the time, like, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, man, like, I wish you could take me on this journey. You know, I'm like, I wish you could, like, I'm not saying it to him, but I'm like, your life's going to be so set. Mm-hmm. And my life is like, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going? Do you know what I mean? Everyone wants to know you now. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I knew you before any of this. Yeah, of Do you know what I mean? Like, I was I was, I was, your genuine friend. Everyone wants to be your friend now. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And... um. I'm not hating on him, but I'm just hating on myself. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm just thinking, what am I gonna do in my life? And even at the barbers, like it was just like, oh, I was kind of flums, but it's just like, yeah, you know, like we ain't cool no more. Yeah, like course, not yeah. beef, but it's like, you know, we we're not cool no more. Like yeah, of I'm tiny temper now. Like yeah. your flums. Like <laughs> you're here now. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember flums you used to be above me? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But now yeah, the tables turned. Ha-ha. Do you know what I'm saying? That's how it felt. And so I just remember just thinking to myself, oh, "Fuck! What am I going to do in my life? What am I mm-hmm. going to do in my life?" And so, what's then happened is I'm um, I'm going home. I'm using uh, MSM Messenger. Yeah, still college days. Yeah, yeah, still college days. I'm using MSM Messenger, and there's a guy who uh, basically just contacted me on Face face
1: Facepick. What was it? Face. <laughs> yeah, Facepick. yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Old school. Yeah.
0: Facebook well, it might have been Facebook actually it's 2017 I think it was uh, not 2017 2007 maybe it's 2007, 2006 yeah, yeah. Like... 2006 Yes, yeah, okay. 2006 Facebook's just arrived mm-hmm. okay I'm on Facebook okay it took me long to get on there I think it's 2006 was was Facebook out in 06 was it out in 06 you know I five was out yeah so yeah so oh six yeah cuz when new things come out, I never jump on them straight away. It always takes me a year Mm -hmm. because I'm always like, I'm not jumping on that. I'm anti-everything. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? So I jump on Facebook late. So now I've jumped on Facebook. I'm like, okay. I'm posting up pictures of myself. Like I've got like a little Stone Island jacket. think I'm the bit of the man. Do you know what I mean? I'm just posting up pictures. I look like, I look, I don't look like I'm doing well. But I look like I'm doing all right. Do you know what I mean? Because if you got to use Facebook to get girls and things like that, so you got to have a couple nice pictures. I had a Stone Island jacket. It was a nice little Stone Island jacket. You know, so that's my pride and joy. And. Um, so then what's happened now And this This Stone Island jacket I still have it to this day If I I wish I still had it to this day It was my favourite jacket I'm one of those people When I get something I always keep it mm-hmm. I always keep it Sentimental Because yeah Sentimental Everything's sentimental to me I've got a pair of Crocs That I've had since 2007 mm-hmm. That is my centre And they're my favourite footwear I wear them to this day Right now <laughs> People that follow me That watch me They'll say yeah Flums is Crocs I mean everything to him He When he dies He will wear them in his great <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying sentimental so we're back in um i'm on facebook and all of a sudden i get this message from this guy called dave crockett now i thought his name was dave crockett but um his name wasn't dave crockett uh because dave crockett is actually some famous thing of you other than the name dave crockett Alright, if you google it it's some name dave crockett you had a dave crockett all right well dave crockett is like some famous person anyway but i thought his name was dave crockett but he's not his name was actually david roberts so anyway this guy messages me on Facebook. And he goes to me, ah, oh, um what uh he goes like he's just talking to me, he's like, ah oh, what are you up to then? What would you do? blah blah blah, yeah? He just wanted to be my friend on Facebook. On Facebook, yeah, he wanted to be my friend. So, all of a sudden I'll go through his pictures. He's gone through my pictures. I'm thinking, oh, I'll go through your pictures. You want to know what I'll do? I want to know what you do. So, <laughs> I'm going through his pictures. I just see this guy, white guy. He's on he's on yachts. He's got is nice it, cars.
1: Yeah. Old guy.
0: Sure. He he was a year year older than me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? He's got nice cars. He's on yachts. I'm just talking to him on him I'm like, yeah, you. I want to be your friend, mate. So I'm just chatting to him, <laughs> and uh, I'm saying like, what's so who's are these <coughs> boats that you're on? Like, it's called a Sunsea car which is a proper yacht. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying. And the thing too. is, listen, it's a yacht. I, I I go on nicer yachts now, but it was a <laughs> nice yacht. Do you know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a nice yacht. But anyway, um. I'm like, who's are these yachts? And he's, and he's like, oh, they're just these friends, yeah? And they're like, yeah, it's just these friend yachts. And I'm just like, wow, like, you are living the life, you know? So we're talking back and forth, talking, talking. And then one day he says to me, do you read? Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I said, read? I said, nah. I said, I don't read. Like, I don't read. He said, oh, you should read. I'm like, no, nah, reading ain't for me. Reason why reading was never for me is because my mum used to f- try and force me to read when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I was never interested. Like because imagine when your parents force you to do something when you're young that you don't want to do, you are always anti it. Do you know what I mean? So because my mum always tried to force me to read, I was never interested in um I was never interested in reading books. So I'm, s- I'm seventeen years old. This guy Dave Roberts and he says to me, "Yeah, you should read." I'm like, no, I'm not into reading. He goes, look. Go and buy this book and read it. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. So I'm like, I don't want to read, but because this guy's on yachts and he's got nice cars and everything else, I thought, you know what, I'll buy the book, I'll give it a try, yeah? So I buy this book, and this book was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, and it's a book that I recommend to a lot of people because, look, coming from the places where we're from, there is no one that ever gets... Well, there are, I guess, but people that actually make it out. But do they really come back and say, you know what, this is what you got to do, this is how you do it? I don't. You don't really see it. Or what happens is people make it to a level and then they, 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 they think they're too good now. <laughs> they think they're too good to go back and help the youth. Do you know what I'm saying? So people can't connect to those people because it's like, no, nah,
1: then people ain't humble no more. Mm-hmm. people but do you think sometimes it is a fact of if they go back, they could be looked at as stunting or they're victims I, Nah, I don't like, think
0: it's like, that I don't think it's that I tell you what because I meet a lot of people that just like they're just they're just fake man
1: mm-hmm. do you know what
0: I mean they're just they're people like people don't care like people don't care about other people people only care about themselves people, like I understand that you you should put yourself first but to a certain extent it's important to help people that's what I've always said like I've always told myself that because I've been so low in life before and and felt like I had nowhere to turn to do you know what I'm saying so it's so important to it's important to go back man it's it's important to go back to your community where you grew up and even then like I'm realizing now not just that if I go back to the Toba situation um where I said I saw these starv- I saw starving kids on his whatsapp video. And straight away, I said, fuck. And um, he said to me, look, he's just fed 300 kids, yeah? Starving kids. And he said to me, look, you should help. He said, you, like, "He said these pe- these people, he said, you can make a difference. You should help, yeah? And straight away, I said to him, I said, you know what? I said, I'll feed 500 kids. I said, you just fed 300. I said, I'll send you the money. i am putting in money. I'll put two and a half thousand pounds in. To feed five hundred kids, yeah, and that gives them enough food for three weeks. So after I've done that, I've then said to myself, you know what? What I'm gonna do is because I've got a social media platform, because I've got a big following on Snapchat, for I'll do a snap, and um, I'm gonna let people know I've just put two and a half thousand pounds into feed five hundred kids. Anyone else that wants to contribute, feel free. It costs five pounds for one, uh, five pounds which will feed. One kid for three weeks, so whoever wants to put money in, put it in. Even if someone just puts five pounds in, that now means we can now feed 501 kids. So I've done that snap. All of a sudden, people just started messaging me bam, 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 bam. This person's like, Yeah, I'll match you two and a half thousand pounds in. They put two and a half thousand pounds in. Another person's like, I'll put five hundred pounds in. They've sent that. Another person, I'll put two hundred pounds in. Another person, one 150 here. Another person, 100. All of a sudden, We've raised that like seven thousand pounds that's oh. in the space of like 24 hours less than that 12 hours seven thousand pounds raised I'm like because oh, like, me I don't a lot of stuff don't really get to my head I'm pretty pretty humble if you know what I mean so I'm thinking to myself wow is that like I'll, my platform can do that like in 12 hours I just raised seven thousand pounds just like I helped raise seven thousand pounds just like that I sent the seven thousand pounds straight to um, Toba in Nigeria next thing you know we're now feeding fifteen hundred kids, buying the mattresses, things like that. And I, I watched it, and I was like, you know what? That just that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, not saying it's my purpose in terms of I need to stop everything I'm doing and go and try and save Africa. No, but it's more a thing of that is that makes me happy because, like I said, I've had the Lamborghinis and the Bentonis and I've flown first class and. Been on yachts and things like that, and that's just a temper. That's temporary. It's a temporary buzz. Mm-hmm. You get ten minutes of, you get a ten minute buzz out of it. And once it's worn out, you're just you're back to square one. It's like, what now? Fuck. Mm-hmm. What now to do with my life? Do you know what I mean? Where if I want to go on holiday tomorrow, I can go on holiday tomorrow. If I want to work tomorrow, I'll go to work tomorrow. If I don't want to work tomorrow, I don't have to work tomorrow. I don't yeah. have to answer to anyone. Do what I want when I want how I want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And and um, once you get to that point in life, it's just like. It's like what now? You start searching for other things. Like they might you there's sometimes that's why I sit up in I sit up till like two, three in the morning every morning. I'm like, there's gotta be more to life than this because I'm bored. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Of
1: so if we go back to so we got college days What were you studying? Uh so in college, Cause, cause at the time when you went to college was there a like? I uh, oh,
0: fucked up p- in college. Yeah, but did
1: you plan to kind of? You, did. You be like? Oh, I'm gonna be this. Was no. there like a desire? Like, what did you go? So
0: there? I went to college for one reason and one reason only. And a lot of p- people watching this will say the exact same thing, especially if you're black. We have a lot of pressure from our parents that they want us to be doctors, lawyers, accountants. They want us to have these professions, and they force it on us and sometimes we are not, just, it's just not in us, we're just not intelligent, do you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say it's not intelligent, because I'm intelligent, but I'm not book smart, mm-hmm. because my GCSEs, i got three Cs, three Ds, an E and a, an a F, do you know what I mean? And the F was for Flumsy. that was my most, <laughs> in, that was my favourite grade, the F, that meant everything to me. The three Cs, which technically weren't even three Cs, there was actually two Cs, because I got a C in English, lit in English language, do you know what I'm saying? So it was a double, a double C, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was one C, you know what I'm it's saying? So I got three Cs, I got three Ds, I got one E, which fuck knows what that stood for, but the F was the most important one because the <laughs> F was for Flumsy. I was happy, do you know what I'm saying? So I got home, said, yeah, mum, <laughs> this is what I got. My mum weren't impressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My mum weren't impressed. She was fuming with me. <laughs> I think it would like, what do you expect? Uh, what funny. am I supposed to do? Like, it's just not me. No, I just can't do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so I was supposed to get she wanted me to get A's and B's, but it's not I'm just that's just not me. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I've gone to college. When I've enrolled in college, I've had to do the maths again. Yeah? Because I was trying to do A levels. Why was I trying to do A levels? Because my mother was forcing me to. I won't yeah, do yeah. A levels. So at I the time you do. didn't
1: really think oh, I'm gonna be this if I have to.
0: No, I'm depressed. I'm a bum. I'm going through depression, I'm not knowing what I'm gonna do with my life. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So now what happens is, I'm in college. I go and enrol, and I enrol to uh, media studies, um, media studies, business studies, economics, and I had to do sociology GCSE, and I had to do math GCSE retake, yeah? So, my first year, do media that's why I met you media yeah mm. AS levels so they, so they allow me to just about do do AS but I had to do these GCSE retakes anyway so my first year I get a fucking sorry my language I get a um my first year grades I get an E in media I get a U in economics and I get a U in business yeah and sociology I got a D and i think mass i got a d again like, all right so it's like all messed up so i've got to you do didn't get f though. yeah no f though, no so then i've got, you got to do another up. year again yeah, yeah of college so i've got to do my first year in college all over again so i sign up again i do economics i do this time i do a course called financial studies the reason i done financial I studies did economics together no we nah, weren't we media like, together
1: yeah
0: or accounting or something no oh no we might have done economics together john Bartlett
1: I think I did uh. I can't remember.
0: so anyway so financial studies when I've done financial studies it's a multiple choice that's why I chose it because I was basically I said to myself this is a multiple. the exam will be multiple choice so I'm used to getting use yeah but I'm thinking on this course if it's a multiple choice and the, every answer is out of three or four then I've got a free I've got a one in four chance of getting it right so I'm just thinking I'm just gonna skip Tick any box at worst case scenario <laughs> to pass the course. Do you know what I'm saying? So that was my plan. So, anyway, I'll I, I do that year, and I, I in the end, I think I finished up with like EED or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. It was enough to get me into university. All right. Because I needed to go to uni because that's all my mum wanted. Yeah. She mm-hmm. just wanted me to go to uni. So, one day, I've gone, uh, I've enrolled onto this, uh, Onto this foundation degree. What, but, uni, what uni is it? Uh, London Met. So I've enrolled into this foundation degree to do accounting. And then what's happened is, I'm like, uh, I'm thinking, what I when I've gone to uni, because I'm just thinking this is all long. Like, what am I here for? Why am I doing this? But the reason why I was doing it is because I was a bum. Yeah, I used to sit. I used to get up in the morning. I used to watch Jeremy Kyle at 9:20 a.m. every day. So I'm a bum. But college. And uni allowed me to cover up the fact that I was a bum because it made sure that I I was in the system. I had to do something every day. Do you know what I'm saying? So it allowed me to stay in the system to be doing something because I didn't want to have to go out and face the world yet because everyone else was going to face the world. They was getting jobs, nine to fives, things like that. They're facing the world now. They're facing reality. I was scared to face that reality. So I just kept signing on to any course that I could. I've done three years in college just to keep me away from facing the world because I thought to myself, you know what? Once I have to go out into that world, there's no U-turn. So now I'm 17 years old. I'm reading books. Okay, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'm learning how the rich live. I'm learning how the poor live. Mm-hmm. I can relate to the poor. I'm like, I need to get rich, all right? So then what I've done is um, after I've learned how the rich live, I'm thinking, all right, I need to get around this life. How am I going to get around this? And <laughs> this is going to sound nuts, yeah? It's going to sound nuts, but I realised that the only way that I could get into this, because I'm a black guy that's rejected, yeah. You just, you just, you're just rejected, yeah. You're, you're black. You're just going through shit in life. So I'm thinking the only way that I can get into to the rich dad life, yeah, is to go and find a girl with a rich dad, yeah. Because if I could get a girl with a rich dad to like me and be around that environment, then that will get me. Under the roof of how the rich live, do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I've ended up, I've ended up getting a girlfriend. I've ended up getting with a girl who's got a rich dad.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. no so, met, met her out. No. Nah, I'd actually
0: known. I'd actually known her sister since I was like 13 years mm-hmm. old. So we'd all grown up together anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and fr- then, the yeah, side, yeah. And then I've ended up getting with a younger sister. Do you know what I'm saying? So once I got with a younger sister. Um, I'm now in that household, okay. Once I've got it, once I'm in there, it's time to start learning. Do you know what I'm saying? All right. But at the same time, don't get me wrong. I, I was with the girl. I, like, I was in a genuine relationship. <laughs> it's not like oh yeah, you're a girl. He was in there. <laughs> he
1: was in there with his notepad every day. But at the same time, I was in there with my notepad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So once I start start seeing that, I'm I'm in I'm with this girl, and I'm just I'm just seeing how her dad is. I'm learning from the father, without even the father. I thought he liked me But he didn't like me But I'm learning a lot From how he lives his life How he does business I'm learning I'm even Seeing his traits in her So I'm learning from her as well Do you know what I'm saying And um, And I was with her for three and a half years And then after the three and a half years I had learned enough To basically Go on my own mission If you know what I'm saying Yeah But this time you you're not even doing college. Do you have a job? No. So I'm not doing college. No. So what I'm doing is, is during that time that I was with her, so the dad always used to say, "Oh, like, what's he? What does he do?" Yeah. And um, I'm, these times I'm buying and selling on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> and the way I got into the way I got into to the buying and selling on eBay is, so and the thing is, the dad used to the dad never believed that the dad thought I was like a drug dealer. <laughs> that's that's what you, that's what he thought, but. I was actually buying and selling on an eBay. Now the way I got into the buying and selling on an eBay is um, <coughs> I'm at uh, I'm at university Bearing in mind, once I got So I went to London, met, I stayed there for a month uh, In the end I was like, this ain't for me Because I didn't even understand that I was doing accounting and finance so I was like, I don't even understand this And I only took accounting and finance Because you was taking accounting <laughs> and finance So I just thought, I'll take accounting <laughs> and finance as well I just didn't understand it Bookkeeping, all of this that's not for me so um, I dropped out so as I dropped out I remember I went home and I remember let me tell you something else what I did this is so important and I need to explain this to the viewers because there's a lot of people like me that weren't academically smart and the teachers and parents and everyone else will make you think that because you don't get good grades that you aren't intelligent do you know what I mean that you're stupid that you're never going to be anything in life and that's all that ever used to get drilled into my head so I remember after I got my messed-up grades in uh, college, I went home, and before I'd even let my mum see the certificates, I got the certificates. I got a lighter, lit the lighter, and I burnt them. And I held it, held, watched it, watched the, all the flame go up, and I watched the flame go up. And once the flame got up, just before my hand dropped it on the floor, and that was it. And I said to myself, after I'd done that, I felt so good. I felt so good. It was so much weight off my shoulders. And the reason why there was so she much weight off of my shoulders.
1: This guy lost
0: <laughs> the reason why I <laughs> thought that's what I mean, I'm just I'm just a messed up in the head type of guy. Do you know what I mean? And oh. the reason why um the reason why I said why I burnt them and I had so much pressure off my shoulders is because I said that was such a relief. Never and this is a message I tell people, and I'm telling you now, viewers, yeah, don't you ever allow a piece of paper to determine what you can or can't do in your life. Do you know what i mean because it's these grades this is is. think of it people allow a piece of paper to tell them what they can do in can or can't do in their life they okay. allow a piece of paper to tell them that they can go to they can become a lawyer they allow a piece of paper to tell them that they can become a doctor they allow a piece of paper to tell them that they can work here or work there or whatever and it's like wait a minute I'm not living my life like that anymore. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm living my life how I want to be. I can do anything I want. And the thing is, it was reading these books: Your Rich Dad Poor Dad, Your Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Your Forty Eight Laws of Power, Your Who Moved My Cheese by Dr. Spencer R. Johnson. Reading all of these types of books is what reprogrammed my brain into into accepting that everything that I had learned in school. And the system taught me was all bullshit to just lock me up into one into into one way of thinking that I can't make it in life. Do you yeah, know what okay. I'm
1: saying? So just a, just a quick question on yeah. that. Then, so what's your general thoughts like from t- today? Like just in your mindset today, thoughts on education and university? If people okay want to like making this decision as to whether okay. or not they should go to uni. You they should do higher education or whatever what's your fortune listen topic? look
0: think of it like this i say it like this it's important education is important for the for the fact that you don't want to be stupid do <laughs> you know what i mean like sometimes i sit with people and i just look at them and i'm just like you are dumb as fuck <laughs> do you know what i'm saying and i think to myself it is school education allows you to get you up to a a s- to a level so where I ma- can have, have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's in, it is important in that way. Um, I, I would never say, look, you know, for if I had a child, and they said to me, they want to go to, would I want them to go to university? Listen, at the end of the day, if you haven't got um, it's security, do you know what I'm saying? It is it is security. But if you believe in yourself, if you truly believe in yourself and that you you are, you can be great. Yeah, you don't need university. You don't need college. You don't need, you don't need no grades. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who can who you when you truly believe that you are, like you are the you are great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's how I programmed myself where I would be watching Muhammad Ali every day. Muhammad Ali interviews. Meme memes or whatever the word is, memes, memes, memes of pictures memes. of like a little kid standing in a mirror with a boxing stance, and in that mirror, this is a little kid standing in the mirror with a boxing stance. In that mirror, looking back at him is a picture of Muhammad Ali, which is basically saying, "Look, what matters is who you who you see when you look in your mirror in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? See yourself as great. Do you know what I'm saying? So when you truly believe that then it doesn't matter, like, you can't have no s- silly little piece of paper, or, or you can't have no teacher telling you what, you, what you're going to do with your life, they're going to judge you, they're going to tell you what you can do with your life, just because of the, sh- the shit that they went through, which stopped them from doing what they wanted to do in their life, do you know what I'm saying, so it's just like, nah, I've got to get rid of all that, I can do whatever I want, that's why I had to burn those papers, and I remember, so I dropped out of London Met, I remember going home to my mum, and um mum said, Oh, like, why are you home? I said, Oh, uh, I'm now, um I didn't like the course, I'm going on a gap year. That's what I said to her. I said, I'm didn't like the course after a month, I'm going on a gap year. She's like, What? I said, Yeah, I'm going on a gap year. She's like, Okay, <laughs> whatever, well, yeah. Anyway, things. So let it's me, to, let, me let me cut forward quick. When I've then signed up to my next uni course to do. Quite after a, the gap. Yeah, after the gap. <laughs> so within that gap, that was just me, like, me being, I was free, I was being a bum, but I was like, I was a bum. But when people would say, what are you doing with yourself? i would be like, I'm on a gap year. Do you know what I'm saying? Because everyone else would go to uni. I kept hearing about, oh, these people, <laughs> they go union and then they go on this thing called a gap year or a sandwich year where they go to work, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, right, I want a break as well. I want a break. I've been forced <laughs> to do oh, all this education shit. Serious. Yeah, Sorry. I'm done, I'm going on a gap year. So I said to my mum, I'm on a gap year. That, these times, that's when I'm watching Jeremy Cole every day at 9 20 a.m. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just enjoying. I got my feet up, bearing in mind. Remember, I was at uni for the month, so I got the student loan out of him. So I'm like, Yeah, I'm sitting, I'm nice. I got a student loan out of him. I'm just sitting, I'm chilling now. I ain't got to do nothing. I'm on a gap year. Anyway, after the gap year comes, after the gap year is over, I'm like, Shit, I've got to get back to uni now because I'm still a bum. I need to, like, I've, I've got to keep myself occupied. I can't be a real bum when I've got to go and sign on. Do you know what I'm saying? So I need to get back to uni so I can get that student loan to get me through shit again. You know what I mean? That money's needed right now. So once I've um, gone to that uni, I'm, I'm in, I'm in uh, Greenwich Uni, but it wasn't Greenwich. It was Bexley College. I was doing another foundation degree. HND, Higher National Diploma. And it's in building studies and quantity surveying. So first year comes through. First year is all assignments. No exams. I'm like, good, cool. So I remember i done... That is uh, my, um, my, my lecturer was a guy called Venkat so I remember he's teaching me uh, he gave me an assignment for the first of uh, my first assignment when he came it to me I didn't understand because I don't know maybe I've got I don't know if I'm dyslexic or whatever I don't know but I've never done a test but I'm sure there was something because I couldn't concentrate and I don't know, maybe bipolar, I don't know, but I just messed up on the course. I got something. Yeah, there's definitely something wrong with me. <laughs> there's definitely something wrong, but I've never been diagnosed. <laughs> and these days I go online and I look up like disorders and that and I try and diagnose what's wrong with me. So I'm mm. like, yeah, yeah, I see a bit of bipolar in you. I see a bit of PTSD or something. And I diagnose mm. myself with all these things. Um, so what's then happened is when I'm on this second course, I've done my first assignment, I've f- messed it up, fucked it up. Am I allowed to swear on this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Sorry. well, you committed, bro. <laughs> okay, yeah, alright, cool. So I fucked it up. I fucked up my first assignment. So after my, after I get s I'll get another assignment. I'm just like, you know what? Doing these assignments is long. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just can't do them. But but at the same time, I'm good on a computer. And these times, I'm buying and selling on eBay, and I'll, I'll take you back to that story as well. But what's that? What I've then done is I've then said. I'm using a, there's a website called uh, freelancer.com, and it's now called upwork.com, yeah? Still today. Yeah, to this day, it's called upwork.com, and it's a website which allows you to hire people, like graphic designers, web developers, SEO writers, you can just hire people, and they're all over the world. And so you can, there's people in, like, India that you can pay, like, £10, um, £10, to do that like you can pay them change to do anything design your logos whatever because it's actually what you'll find is especially in India is there's a lot of high skilled quality people there I've got like tech gurus and web developers they can do everything programmers. So one day I thought to myself, you know what I use this website to try and like, build websites and things like that. let me write my assignment. On this website and post it as a project for people to bid to see if they can do it because I know that this people's got loads of people in India with professions in quantity surveying and building studies I just knew that there's they've got smart people in India so I just thought let me see if I can find a smart person in India that can do my assignment for me so I posted the assignment I said look I need this I need this assignment done all of a sudden loads of people start messaging me yeah all in India Saying that they can do this assignment and they'll charge me ten pounds. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm. I all of a sudden, basically, I'm like interviewing people to do my assignment (laughs) for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm checking these people out and I'm looking at their. I'm looking at their history and these people saying, look, I've got a degree in this, I've got a degree in that, blah blah blah. I'm like, I choose you. Mm -hmm. So I put ten pound into a thing called escrow, which is like a. Imagine, like, I'm going to pay you That's £10 money, to do a yeah. job. So I put the £10 here. You can't get that money till that job's done, yeah? So what I've then done is I've now um, paid the £10. This person's done my assignment. When they've done the assignment, they've got sent me back the assignment. I thought, all right, let me test this out. Took the assignment, handed it into my lecturer. Lecturer's marked it. A week later, or a week or two later, <coughs> I get my results for the assignment. I scored like 98%. so i went from my first assignment being scoring like fucking the whole thing up to my second assignment scoring 98 percent. i'm like i'm onto something yeah all of a sudden i had the worst attendance in the class however i am scoring the best of marks in the class yeah 30 assignments a year Every assignment I get, I'm posting up as a project, and I'm paying people between ten and twenty pounds to do my assignment for me. So I'm completing the assignment. So I've got the worst attendance. So I'm turning up late because I'm always late, and I'm turning and sometimes I'm missing class. And sometimes when I turn up, everyone else in my class will be like, "How do you how do you do it? Like you're number one in the class. How do you do it?" And I'm just there like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, like come on, like obviously like I work hard in it. I'm smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like." <laughs> That's why you know, and they're like, Can you help me? Like, can you show me what this is? Can you show me that? I said, Not really, I can't really, you know, but listen, like, I'm just smart, it So, anyway, so I, I passed the first year with flying colors, yeah, cheated my whole way through the first year, yeah. And it's sometimes it, it, back then it shows in life, sometimes you have to do a little move here and there to get in front, mm-hmm. and that's how I got in front in my uni. Mm-hmm. Okay, for my first year, I passed it flying colors, second year comes. So, as the second year comes, we get an assignment. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, shit's getting real now because after this, this is when we go for a job. We're going to have to go and get a job, yeah? So, second year comes. As my second year comes, I do my. Um, I do the. Uh, I get the assignment for the first year. First, in the second year, sorry, I get, get the assignment. My first assignment, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to try and do this assignment myself, yeah? Because. Shit's real now, yeah. So, the assignment gets handed over, and uh, I'm reading, and I said to Venkat, "Sorry, Venkat, what does this mean?" Yeah. And Venkat goes, "What?" He said, "You covered this in the first year. Why are you asking me what this means? Do you know what I mean?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm fucking brain-free. Sorry, apologies. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, don't worry. I'll deal with it. Yeah." And then anyway, so I'm sitting in the class with everyone. And then basically Venkat, and I'll never forget what he done. This is another milestone in my life. He said to me, guys, this is your second year. Once you complete this year, you all will be able to go out into the world and get a job starting at 30 grand a year, yeah? And everyone in the lecture is all like, yeah, <laughs> cheering, yeah? And I'll never forget it, and thank you, Venkat, for this. I promise you, thank you. You saved me. Because I looked around the classroom, looking around, looking at everyone. Everyone's cheering, they're all happy, they all got smiles in their face. And I'm like, 30 grand a year. I'm like, I want a Lamborghini, purple Lamborghini, same one as Cameron from Dipset, on the front of his mixtape cover. I'm like to get that car, it's going to cost about 300 grand. So, 30 grand a year is not, not cutting it for me, yeah? Bearing in mind, I'm like 21, 22, I'm like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not, probably 20. I'm like, it's not cutting it for me, 30 grand a year. And I thought, all right, cool, it's not that bad. I guess 30 grand a year, like 10 years, I'll be able to buy the car. <laughs> and then someone said to me, talk, told me about, you got to pay tax, you got to pay all these things. And I'm like, what the fuck? You mean to tell me I'm not going to be able to get this Lamborghini until I'm like thirty? I'm like, this don't make sense. I said, this does not make any sense to me. And I left uni that day, and I never returned. I left. I did not go back. He Venkat scared the (laughs) life out of me to tell me that I can get a job at thirty grand a year. I'm like. What the fuck? You should have told me that when I first started. I wouldn't have even been... I wouldn't have stayed here. What am I here for? I need a, lamp, I need a purple Lamborghini. And I, you're telling me I'm going to get a job of 30 grand a year. What the fuck? And I'm looking around, seeing all these other people. And I'm like, none of you. Uh, you're all weirdos. What the fuck? None of you are like me. So I never went back. I was like, nah, avoid that. And the 48 Laws of Power teaches that as well. Avoid the unlucky. And Avoid the unlucky. And I'm not saying those people were unlucky. But I'm just saying that like, they was just... That just was not me i shouldn't have been in that room anymore so i didn't go back i left
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i remember i went back home i said to my mum, my mum's out like way back same as like the first year i said "Mum," i said i've dropped out she's like what do you mean i said i'm dropped out <laughs> bearing in mind this is like 2008 that's why i know i was 20 it's 2008 and kanye west had just made college drop out of the album yeah so i was relating myself to that i remember listening to the album i was like i've dropped out I'm not going back. She said, No, you haven't. That's what she said. She said, No, you haven't. I said, Yeah, I have. She said, No, you haven't. Yeah. You're not dropping out of uni. I said, Mum, listen to me. I am not going back to uni. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Done. That's it. She's like, we're beefing at this time. I said, I'm not going back. She's like, So what are you gonna do then? I said I don't know. I said I'm going to figure it out myself. I'm going to I said, you know what I'm going to do for once? I'm going to do what I want to do. I said all my life I've been doing everything that you told me to do. I'm am in a place that I don't even want to be because of you. I'm doing all this because of you. And and the, what built me up to this is because there's a saying that goes, when writing the story to your life, never let someone else hold the pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my mum was always holding the pen to my life. So my football, everything, everything, all my depression, everything was because I was trying to please her. I was never doing what I wanted to do. So I said, I'm taking control of my life now, mum. I'm I'm twenty years old now, I'm taking control of my life. Yeah. And and she had tears in her eyes. So but I said, sorry, before you cut so I said to her, she had tears in her eyes, but I said, You know what? I'm taking control and I said, You're gonna see, my plan's gonna work. That's it. And basically now I'm the one that looks after my mum. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. My mum, I retired my mum early. My <coughs> retirement age for women is like sixty, sixty-five. 65. My mum stopped working. My mum hasn't worked for it. My mum's 1962, so she, she's 58 at the minute. She's 59 this year. And she hasn't worked for the last six years. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's because of me. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I took care of her. I've retired her early. She hasn't got a mortgage. She hasn't got to pay to live. She hasn't got to work anymore. I will take care of her. I've done that, so my plan worked, you know. And so, so if we go back, and I've done it all for my mum as well. That's the thing. It was like, listen, I I went. I saw mad, mad shit growing up, man. So my mum through mad depressions and my mum crying like, in a room crying. I didn't didn't see my mum through the teenage years. Like she'd come home, lock herself in the room, and that's it, and she'll cry. And I'll just be stood by her door, just listening to her crying, just thinking, I've got to sort this out. How can I fix it? I need to. Do you know? Yeah. So, all of this was for my mum. My mission, my game plan was bigger than having flipping nice watches and chains and things like that. I didn't care about none of that. Mine was I needed to first buy my mum's freedom. Then, after I set my mum free, then it was about setting me free and buying my freedom.
1: Do you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? And so, that's how I come. so, obviously, I'm assuming you're still flipping on eBay all right, right. yes yeah, so I'm buying and selling what on so eBay.
0: what made you get into that right, what was your kind of thought right, so basically what how the eBay happened was um um it's 2008 no, it's probably like 2006 actually so there's a time where Rafter and polo shirts are like the in thing yeah everyone around our age group is wearing Lauren polo shirts and uh, the shirts were like a hundred pound a shirt And I didn't have the, I didn't have a £100 to just waste on a, or not even waste, to spend on a shirt. I didn't have the money, do you know what I mean? And um, I always used to see, like, Ralph Lauren polo shirts, I I always used to see them as, um, like, as a way to get the girls, if you know what I'm saying? Because you had to to get a nice girl, you needed to dress good, things like that. So I always wanted, because at that age, it's like, oh, yeah, you you know, it's, it's about girls, you want to get a nice girl, blah, blah, blah. So um one day I've gone onto uh eBay because I can't get a shirt, I'm looking for shirts. So I've gone onto eBay and I've come across this listing and on this listing it said ten Ralph Lauren shirts for I think two hundred and thirty pound. And um they're all multicoloured. Every single colour. So now I'm like, oh that's all right. Twenty three pounds a shirt it basically means. So I thought, yeah, look, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna buy that so i've um i bought the i've done the order online for 10 shirts and then after a few days the shirts haven't come no. so i'm thinking to myself what's going on Like, why is the shirts not come anyway so i sent a message i said oh like what's taking so long why are the why are the shirts not coming and they said to me oh sorry we're in um the shirts are coming from germany yeah, yeah. so that's why it's taking a bit long so i said all right cool these times, it's now two thousand and yeah, it's two thousand and six. I'm flying to Dallas, Texas, to my dad's. I'm going out to see my dad because my dad lives out there. Um, so I'm flying out there to see him. i been taking one of my friends, uh, Empo. His name was.
1: he oh, so took him out? To see yeah, yeah. Yeah, took him out. Empo, yeah. <laughs> me,
0: Empo. Yeah, me and Empo. <coughs> so we have going out there to see my dad, and um, when we got there. I'm like logging online again, messaging the seller, like where the shirts? Shirts still ain't come. Then one day I get a message from my younger brother, and he says to me, "Oh, you just had a package arrive." Mm. I said, "Oh yeah." I so said, "What's in the package?" And he said to me, right, "Oh, so, it's um, it's these shirts, yeah." I'm like, "Okay." And he said, "Look, I've just opened, I've opened the box, and my friend Scott, his name, his friend uh, Scott Clark, his name was. He said, "Oh, Scott's just seen the um." Scott's seen the shirts and he's asked like if he could buy one. Yeah. So I said to my brother, yeah, like, go on and yeah, sell him one. Like so my mm-hmm. brother said, look, can yeah, I yeah, sell one? Bit, yeah. So I said, yeah, go on and sell him one. So my brother sold him a shirt for thirty pound. Once he's then sold that shirt for thirty pound, he's um the next day another one of his friends has come round the house, yeah. So my brother says, look, someone else is round now. Can I sell that one? Like they want a shirt. Can I sell it? I said, yeah, go on and sell it thirty pound. Bang! That's another thirty pound. Next thing you know, so I'm out in Dallas for I think about ten days. I come back, and my brothers sold all the shirts. So I've no longer got any shirts, but I got three hundred pound, and I'm glad because going back now, and if I if I sit here now and talk about it, it's like all right, what means more to you? Is it making money, or is it trying to get girls? Do you know what I'm saying? And
1: had that. Decision to make, yeah. yeah, So that
0: was the mentality. So I was like, All right, girls or make money? So I chose to make money. Yeah, all the shirts sold 300 pounds. I come back, I got 70 pounds profit. So I'm like, Oh, 70 pounds profit, that's all right. Like, I'm 18 years old. I'm thinking if I can get like 70 pounds a week, maybe 150 pounds a week, if I can do that. I'm all right I don't have to work I don't have to have a part-time job I'll uh, have a part-time job you know because at that age that's when you know you're getting a part-time job you're working in your local shopping center blue water whatever just trying to get a yeah, job whilst you're studying about, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that you know what I mean so I'm like all right cool I can um I can uh have um i can I can actually turn this into an income so once I've sold the first so now I've gone back on online gone onto eBay and um i I messaged the person to say, look, I want to buy another tent. But then at the same time, I got the box. Because I told my brother, don't throw away the box. So the box is um is back at home still, yeah. On the side of the box is a Chinese label. I looked at it, it's a Chinese label, I'm thinking, what's that? Like, why is there a Chinese label? This seller told me that the, the shirts are coming from Germany. Mm-hmm. Why has it got a Chinese label <coughs> on? So what I've done I've taken the um I've taken the label to my local Chinese takeaway. A place in Cottmaning called uh, Hongs, and there was a guy. The guy that owns it. His name's Ming, and Ming's always black. Since a little kid, I remember we always used to run havoc around the area and that, and like Ming always was nice to us from the get go when we was like rowdy little kids because we'd smash up shops and <laughs> always be having madnesses and things like that. And Ming just had this nice approach towards us always. So um every time i'd get a special fried rice because all i ever wanted in life was a special fried rice with curry sauce on top yeah mm-hmm. so i always said to myself look as long <coughs> as i have three pound 50 to get a special fried rice with curry sauce on top i'm good because yeah. ming always used to give me a drink for free with it yeah <laughs> i'll never forget that. he always just give me a drink for free so that's all i ever wanted in life it was just about having three pound 50 to get a special fried rice with luxury sauce um with curry sauce on top because that was my luxury and even sitting in now, I can say because I've driven every nice car there is and I've been on loads of nice holidays and been on nice yachts and I've done, I've had, I've I've experienced quite a lot in my life and I'd still say till this day that there's been no better feeling in my life. None, all these things, driving a nice car, whatever, none of them compares to how I used to feel when I used to have that special fried rice with curry sauce on yeah, top, do you know what I mean? Sometimes. Because yeah. there was a time growing up when you haven't got any money, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you haven't even got this, you haven't got the surplus to just eat special fried rice every time, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because <clears throat> I always wanted that to have that three pound fifty to just spend on special fried rice, it became it was such a luxury to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that feeling there of just not being able to have something as much as i wanted it and so that's all that's how i always okay. had this so buzz and this luxury
1: Ming, yeah so he
0: yeah he, so i've gone to ming's ming showed me the um i've given the label to ming and then ming's basically translated the address so once he's translated the address i've took the address i've got it in english now i've gone um i've gone home sent an email um not sent an email i've wrote a letter yeah so i wrote a letter to china not many people would do that yeah was crazy well. it's, it's kind of <laughs> thinking outside the yeah, box you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah. it's important to always think outside the box um, so then what I've done is I've um I've wrote this letter to China I've sent it and uh, when I've sent the letter basically had my contact details on and so on and I got a message back uh, Added on MSN messenger yeah mm-hmm. one day I got, a, I got an ad on MSN messenger and uh, it's this woman this woman's name was Sophie Sophie Wang yeah and uh, she's um she's basically said to me look yeah we sell we sell like these and shirts we've got your, we got your letter um, blah 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 so she's contacted me so I'm responding I'm saying look I mean look I'm looking for a supplier like can we work together yeah they said yeah no problem I said like what stuff do you have they showed me they give give me like a sending me a long list of all the things that they had. I said, all right, look, I'm interested in um raffler and polo shirts How much will ten be? She said seventy pounds, yeah, so straight away I'm like, whoa, seventy pounds. I just paid two hundred and thirty pounds for ten now I can get ten for seventy pounds. I'm mm. now thinking i'm gonna be a multimillionaire I'm mm. gonna be rich i'm I'm onto something no one else is doing this. Do you mm. know what I'm saying so um what I've then done now is i've uh, Bought ten shirts, they have raved, seventy pounds. I've then sold the shirts around my area, all thirty pound each. I got ten shirts, that's, that's giving me about three hundred pound. Once I got the three hundred pound, uh, now I've made two hundred and thirty pound profit. I'm now like, whoa, like this. I don't have to have a part time job. Yeah, I may yeah. not even have to have a full time job in life. I might be able to. That's I, I might be onto something here. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And. um so I just ran with it I ordered up another 10 shirts ordered another 10 shirts and then I started getting into ordering Lacoste polo shirts all multicolored I'm running around the area with uh, with a backpack going around my local area I just got Ralph Lauren shirts and Lacoste polo shirts and I'm just running around who wants to buy one who wants to buy one who wants to buy one, to buy one? I were not even telling people they were fake and I were not telling them they were real I just weren't telling them. <laughs> <laughs> you know this what I'm is it is it's what like, it a yeah, yeah, yeah. A shirt, thirty pounds. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just running around selling all these shirts and making a like, making a little bit of profit. Um, I'm then starting to ask like for other products, and I started finding other suppliers. I'm looking on like a website called Alibaba now. Um, I'm just coming across other suppliers and so on. So, in the end, I find this supplier called Jesse and um, it's mad actually because I searched I I went through my old emails the other day and uh, I went years back and I found like a a list of like an order that I'd done when I was ordering a few Ugg boots and things and it was like from Jesse. and I sent an email back to her just to say look if you're still behind this account please contact me because I just wanted to like just thank them you know what I'm saying Mm, because it was my first ever bit of entrepreneurship (coughs) and you know, like, this was a time when, you know, my mum didn't think, my mum didn't think that I was onto something, do you know what I mean? She just thought I was wasting my time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, like she's just not knowing what's going on. No one believed in me. I remember people used to laugh at me, do you mm. know what I'm saying? People used to laugh at me. I, to, I, was, do you know, <laughs> I remember one time, Fib picked me up, my friend Fib, partner, business partner. He picked me up and um, he was with another guy called Waver from Woolwich. And uh they were together, they were driving along. We they picked me up from my mum's ass in a range sport, black range sport. And I remember they picked me up and I'm sat in the back and fib looks at waver who's driving and Fib goes to him, Do you wanna know what um Do you wanna know what Flums does for a living? And um Waiver's like, Yeah, what's he do? And fib goes, He sells fake clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and you see how you just laughed there? <laughs> that was how Waver laughed. Like they was laughing. Waver looked back. <laughs> He's <was at> like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> funny." And people's like, "No, no, that's what he does. He sells fake clothes." And I remember like just looking out the window, just thinking, "Fucking hell, man! People were laughing at me, man. They laugh at my hustle." You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But to me, it was my. I was just working on me. I was just building my dreams. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because. It's not about, It's not. it's got nothing to do with your business. It's about you as an individual. It's you as an individual who, that makes it in life. It's not your business. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, just because you sell, like, just because you, you might have a IT company, and your IT company might do well, but your IT company can also crumble and go bust. But just because your IT company goes bust doesn't mean you go bust with it. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. your IT business. A, a I'm still who I am, and I'm yeah. still gonna go on and achieve great things. Yeah, okay. Do you know what
1: I'm right, saying? So, so after, so after, after eBay, yeah. So obviously that was getting you some profit. Yeah. How do? You, what was the next? What, right, their so next what happened
0: next? I'm still doing the eBay. 2008 now. 2008. The US dollar is two zero one dollar to the pound. Yeah. It's
1: good uh, old days, man.
0: Yeah, the good days. Yeah could buy a house in America. We could stage. have gone
1: to we could have gone to America and shut it down shut properly it now. Down. It's Come on Club Live. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A
0: table at, like, a table at Club Live instead of spending like ten thousand yeah. dollars. Ten thousand dollar table would have cost you five thousand oh, yeah, pounds, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Lovely. Lovely. You know, we have done those club lives, man. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's two thousand and eight, it's two zero one dollar to the pound. Um Jesse My new supplier that I'm now dealing with, she she says to me, listen, this is product that's about to come out. Once this product comes out, it is going to send the world crazy, yeah? I'm like, well, what's the product? They're like, it's this boot from Australia. I'm like, okay, what's it called? They're like, it's called Ugg Boots. And I've got the factory that make the quality exactly the same as the real thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like... I'll test out one of these products that like, i buy one. Um and bearing in mind, whilst I'm doing all this Chinese uh dealing with the Chinese, working with the Chinese, I don't ever think it was just all up here, everything was great. No, there was bad times as well. There was times when because you to buy the goods you pay through Western Union and I'm finding sellers on Alibaba that were scamming me. So there was a time that I found a seller that said they sell TVs. Um so what I've done is I've gone around right, Like basically I've asked how much the TVs are They're saying Samsung TVs for £150 I'm like These exact ones I can sell for like £400 I'm mm. thinking I'm onto something I can't borrow money Um, I go and tell people That I can sell them TVs I take money off them I'm Taking loads of orders In about three grand <laughs> Worth of orders Next thing you know Western Union the money Next thing you know I'm on MSN Messenger Talking to the supplier Did you receive the money They're just putting Laughing faces back to me I'm like Huh huh What's going on? Have you received the money? They put laughing faces. You know what they've done? They blocked me. Next thing you know, I'm like, shit. I'm like, Shicky, what, what the fuck am I going to do? £3,000. <coughs> they've just scammed me. I've added them off another account, yeah? Made up a new account to add them, acting like I'm talking about possibly ordering off them. And then I'm like, listen, what's going on with my order? Blah, blah, blah. They'll just block me. So they scammed me. Do you oh, know that's what I mean? On. Um, So, basically, so 2008, the Ugg boots are $75, yeah? That means I'm getting them for £37.50. I've ordered one. One's come. I've listed it on eBay. It's sold for £140. Straight away, I've made, like, £102.50 profit. It cost me, like, three, four-pound profit to post it. I'm £100 up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is a bit... This is weird, mate. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking onto something. So next thing you know, what I do, I said to my supplier, I want three more. Order them. They've come. I'm like, whoa. I'm laughing now. List them on eBay. £140. Bang, 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 bang. Whoa. I made £300. Next thing you know, I'm like, I'm definitely onto something here. Yeah? I've then gone gotten to, gotten to my friend, Fibber. Um, he was from the Ferrier Estate, so he was like a... He was like a serious kid you know what i'm saying mm. and um but he was a friend at the same time i've known him since i was like 13 14 years old mm. and um when i've gotten to when i've into fib i said to him look let me 1500 pound for 10 days i'll give you back 2250 pound so he's like all right cool so he's come to my house now Drop me 1500 pound but when he's given the money he said to me if you don't give me back this money You're dead, So I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) (laughs) all right, cool. But because he thought I was gonna, I was might have been scamming him, uh, like robbing him or something but knocking him, but I wasn't. Do you know what I'm saying? So I took the 1500 pound. Next thing you know, what I've done with the 1500 pound is I've put it all into our boots 37 pounds 50 a pair. I bought 40 pairs. Next thing you know, I sell all the 40 pairs, I've made like I've sold him for £120, £130, £140. Mm-hmm. I made over four grand, made near near to five grand. Mm-hmm. I told Phil about giving the money back in 10 days, but I had the money ready like around seven days. So I've told him, my brain's told him to come round. He's come, turned up to mine, so he's turned up early. And when he's turned up, I said, yeah, Here's the £2,250. He looked at me. He had some like smile on his face, yeah? Thinking, What the fuck? What'd you do? I was like, oh, but I bought Ugg boots. I was sending Ugg <laughs> <up> boots. <laughs> He was just like laughing, and he goes to me, and he's put a serious face on. He goes, "Now you need to do this every week," and I'm like, "What?" Like, (laughs) "You're good now. I don't. I'm good. I don't need you anymore." Do you know what I'm saying? And then he said, "No, I'm only joking." And um, he just, he, he just left it. Now I'm sitting with a load of profit. Now with my profit, I buy more rug boots. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like three, four grand up now. I don't need them, so I'm, I'm flipping them, flipping them. And then in the end. I worked up a way, with, I worked a credit line with my supplier. So they would basically start sending me, because I was like, look, Christmas is coming. We need to smash this. I haven't got the money to go out and just buy 300 pairs off you. Please, you trust me, just send them to me and I'll just keep selling them. And I'll send you back the money. And she agreed. She spoke to her boss in the factory that agreed. So now they're just sending me loads, parcels coming down my road every single week, just dropping off these packages mm. to me, to my house. I'm taking the packages in. I'm unboxing them. I'm putting them all, lining them all up. Chocolate, chestnut, sand, pink. Do you know what I'm saying? US size seven, which is a UK size five. UK size, US size six, yeah, which is a like UK four. Stock, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I've got all the stock. I'm just listing it, and I'm just, I was doing well, man. I'm doing well, and then um, that's when I'm just like, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't need no university no more. Do you know what I'm saying? Like because I'm I'm doing all the selling whilst I'm at uni. But at uni, I'm cheating my way through my, my year mm-hmm. because I'm paying I'm paying to have my assignments done. I come yeah. across this website. The website was called freelancer.com, which is now outlook.com, upwork.com, sorry. Yeah. And you can hire people. You can hire like um the web developers, graphic designers, things yeah, yeah, like yeah.
1: that. So but so when you had the eBay money though, yeah. And you kind of done that and you dealt with it. How did you move? What was your next business move? All right. So my next business move from
0: eBay was 2012. I've ended up um, opening up a shop, yeah? Because I was still selling on eBay, like, from 2007, 2006, 2007. I'm selling on eBay up to, like, 2010. Now what's happened is I'm running around just buying stock, Um now the way I was getting stock, I was buying electronics. Now the way that I was doing it was I was going to in into a shop called Cash Converters, and um, in Cash Converters, on the labels they'd have this formula. They'd have like next to every item, say a f- mobile phones for sale for 150 pound. Next to it, it will say a f- three letters, and those three letters it was it was something called the blacksmith formula. Blacksmith meant zero is B, L is one. A is two. C is f- is mm. three. Yeah, Do you know what I'm and saying? And so false. B to B to H is zero to nine. Okay. Do you know so what I mean? So you mastered that. And you so I mastered master the formula. Okay, cool. So once I mastered the formula, I was able to walk into a cash converter store and I would know how much that store paid for their item. So now what I'm doing is I'm like, I'm going into the store. Let's say there's a phone up for sale, 250 pound. I can tell that they paid 100 pound for it. So I'd say to him, your phone's up for sale for £250, I'll give you £160. And they'd look at me like, "What? we're not selling for that. I'm saying, well, I've got £1,000 to spend in your store today. So I want that phone for £160, I want that PlayStation for £180, I want the laptop for £60. Yeah. Do you know what I'm we saying? Because I, I know the formula, I know what it's cost them, you. and I know that the way that these businesses work is they don't care about the items they just need to hit their target yeah, for the day so i'm helping these stores all hit their target by spending a thousand two thousand three thousand yeah, pound yeah, a day course. just buying stock then what i'm doing is i'm going on ebay and as i'm on ebay i'm typing in the item so clicking you know, you the, but it, yeah, clicking yeah, yeah, the or, name yeah, yeah. sold and i can see the price that it's sold for right, do you cool. know what i mean
1: so you've been selling those
0: so i'm selling those you so own. 2010 so i get into 2012 now and um I uh basically I've I've walked into this store cash converters. It's two thousand and twelve. I'm always buying stock, I'm making good money. And then all of a sudden, cash uh, the staff said to me, You're not allowed to buy no more, yeah? I'm like, What? They was like, You're banned. I'm like, What do you mean I'm banned? They said, Our boss said You can't we can't sell to you anymore. <laughs> the guy, his name was Paul Saunders. Me and him we always used to like once I opened my shop, he was always warring, but He's that, oh, I couldn't stand him. But now (laughs) we're we're sweet now. He's a proper nice guy. So we're in, I'm in Cash Converters. They ban me from the store, yeah? As they ban me from the store, like they've publicly embarrassed me in the shop. So I'm like, I'm fuming. So I walk outside the shop now. As I walk outside the shop, I look up. There's a sign. On that sign, it says to let. So I'm like, because I'm so angry, yeah, with this shop here, Cash Converters. I just picked up my phone, rang the number. Hello, it's Linnae's, like Linnae's commercials. I said, Yeah, hi hi Lin-A's. Yeah, my name's Roman. Um you got a shop on Aucklandton High Street and um I'm available I wanna I wanna rent it. They said, Okay, yeah, um yeah, my name's Adrian I can help you with this. Uh who's just uh what's what's your offer? I'm like, Well how much is it up for? It said 18 grand a year. I said alright, I'm offering 18 grand. I wanna rent it. It said, Well when do you want to book a viewing? They said I said, I don't want to book a viewing so like, what do you mean you don't want to book a view and you have to view the place. I said, i don't want to book the viewing i just want the shop they said all right well who's your solicitors i'm standing on the high street i'm looking i'm like because i don't have solicitors i don't know yeah. the only solicitor i used to have was the ones that used to come and get me out of the police station <laughs> do you know what i'm saying literally so i didn't i didn't know what you needed solicitors for so um i said to him i looked down the road and there's a solicitor there called Manac, manic solicitors i said my solicitors are manic solicitors they said all right what's their number I said uh zero one six eight nine eight blah oh, blah, blah, blah 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 <coughs> blah yeah so
1: yeah, they 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 arranged that all that you started your store, so it's right opposite the yeah. cash converters. yeah yeah, and yeah. Then you started how does that work right so does the business do well, so basically <coughs> I've opened the store, and I remember standing outside,
0: coming outside the store like once I got it open, I remember standing outside, and I remember the staff and the cash converters, the ones that banned me, just looking across the road one day when it was all closing. I'm just standing there with my chest up. But theirs was closing, yeah? I was closing, Uh like, we were both closing, because they they would close at 5.30. I always used to close 6 o'clock, half hour behind after them, just so I could pick up any loose business, yeah. And um, I was just standing there, I had my chest out, I was just like, (laughs) ha, ha, like, watch, I'm going to crush you, do you (laughs) know what I mean? And so, yeah, I kept that shop until um, 2015. Um, So I had that shop until 2015, and then... um, opened up another shop in Bexley Bexleyheath. This one was called Entertainment City. All right. Um, so you
1: kind of, so you kind of done well with the, with the kind of the buying and selling of uh, devices and phones. Mm-hmm. What made you? So what did you do next? What was your your next move?
0: All right. So basically, what I've then done is I've gone into, um, I've, I've at the time there's a dessert parlor called Creams, and um, this Creams they was taking fifty grand a week. And this was creams in Chatham, yeah? Which is like, a, uh, they do gelato ice cream, yeah? Mm-hmm. All nice ice cream, crepes and waffles. Uh, they're taking like 50 grand a week. So um, I just knew that that was a booming industry because I'm thinking to myself, this industry seems a lot better than... um
1: the phones, yeah, yeah. than
0: the phones and that, yeah? So I'm like, all right, cool. I think I'm going to... Um, I'll go and get into that industry. So I get into that industry and I created my own brand called Treats, yeah? And I opened up in April sixteen, um, you know what? I opened up May the fifth, because yeah, my uncle died on April the thirtieth, two thousand and sixteen, and it was like a week after him. So um, yeah, I opened up, um, I opened up this dessert parlor. First week, we took twenty three grand. It was just buzzing. It was like the most popular spot in the south east of london uh, slash kent uh, everyone was coming everyone was coming and if, if anyone's watching this and they come i do really appreciate it because there was so much support for me do you know what i mean i'll never forget the support people showed me even if maybe if they might have even if it was people that maybe hated me i don't know man like, they weren't hating on me there was, was a lot of support that people gave me you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um my whole community Came out for that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think if anything, I think the reason why I got so much support is because it was more a thing of people being like, you know what, someone from our from our area has done it's it. Done something do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like right. it's possible. It gave other people that hope that they could fucking do something right, too.
1: So, you, so you had to, you had the treats, yeah. yeah. So I had the treats. Um, doing well at initially. Yeah,
0: I got a chef from Italy. Um, went and had a chef from Italy. I found him online um and then i moved them into when because they needed to live here so what i've done is i have going and rented a flat so this is how i felt i fell on doing hmos which is houses of multiple occupancy when you rent out bedrooms so um i've i needed to get the guy a flat so i've rented a, i've rented a flat for the guy to stay in when i've rented the flat one bedroom i'm thinking all right i'm going to charge him say 500 pound a month 600 pound a month i'm going to charge him there's another bedroom in the flat. Who else can stay there? So I've ended up going on a website called SpareRooms.com, mm-hmm. putting, the bedroom up, putting the bedroom up, saying £600. Straight away, someone's said, yeah, they'll take it. I've put a mattress in there and a wardrobe. I had a friend called David, who's got his own furniture company. So I've um, he's dropped a bed and a wardrobe there. The other room's gone for £600. Straight away, there's a living room there. I'm thinking, all right, cool. Let me put a lock on the living room door. Bearing in mind, I put locks on all the doors. And let me list up this bedroom, the living room as a bedroom, and I put that up for like seven hundred pound. So next thing you know, I'm getting like nineteen hundred pounds per month from a property that's only costing me a grand a month because it was a two bed flat. Mm. So I'm like, I'm making nine hundred pound a month. Bearing in mind, like <laughs> at the time, you know, the tenancy wasn't actually in my name. Yeah, so. I didn't have to pay the electric bill. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I had no one to go back to, so I didn't pay the electric bill. Didn't pay the water bill. Didn't pay nothing. It's all profit. Yeah, it's all profit. So I'm making like nine hundred pounds a month just off these, um, just off the, these these properties. Mm, yeah. this, this property. So next thing you know, that's how I've f- fallen onto HMO. I've gone and got another one, and uh, up in in this other one, I've given it to uh, some Romanians. Yeah, uh, that used to work in the Domino's Pizza next door to my shop. So I was always tight with them, I was always good with them. So I gave them the property and I said, look, move in whoever you want. So they've gone and got, I had like six Romanians living in a, another three bed flat. More than that, because that's, that's only two a room. There was more than that, there was loads of them just living in this flat, yeah. Isn't but I didn't care, I yeah. just cared about getting my rental income. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's how I built up like a little HMO from there. And still, till this day, the Romanians are my
1: tenants. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So you went so, um, back to let's go back to treats a little bit, yeah. So yeah. that was doing well, yeah. What, what. Kind of, if it was doing well why did you get out right, of it? So
0: the reason it didn't go to plan was because I created everything I spent hours working on it doing the logo sourcing cups sourcing machines yeah, yeah. sourcing shelf displays finding people that make furniture i done it all I even went and got the staff I got a manager I took a man poached a manager from Nando's his name was Bradley um, but there was one thing that I didn't do and that was and the reason why i didn't go well was because of the service and the one thing i didn't do was what happens when people walk through the door
1: Service is key
0: and the service messed the whole thing up so i went from taking 23 grand a week to eventually taking 200 pound a week and Damn. i had to close you know what i mean and, I, okay. and when i closed out m- my ego went with it do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i lost um i was ill i couldn't move i remember one time i got um I remember one time, like I couldn't move my body at all. Um, I just woke up. I was like I was paralyzed, and and you know I remember my girl was like, she she had to take me to the hospital, call an ambulance for me, and that like, she took me to the hospital, and the hospital put me on this machine, and they didn't know what was wrong with me. They put me on a drip. They didn't know what was wrong with me. I couldn't move. I was fucked, like fucked, and um. I feel like it was just all the stress that I was going through, losing my uncle, business not going well. You know, I was just under mad stress. How, and how did you bounce back? All right. So then, the way I bounced back is one day I got a phone call. Uh, no, one day I rang my friend, um a friend at the time, and uh he owned a company. He owned, he owned many companies, but he had a he owned re- uh, Gilgamesh in Camden. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, That's a dope spot. To be yeah, Chinese restaurant. Yeah, so he, he was own, owner of that, part owner. And um, I always used to go to him. He was an older guy. He's like sixty. I would always go to him for advice on businesses, on my business, everything I'm doing. I'd always update him and things. And um, one day I've just said to him, I said, "Look, my my business ain't working out. I don't know what to do." I used to go and see him in one hotel in Cockfosters, um, in like the meeting room of the hotel, like the reception area you know where you can yeah, eat and yeah, that. Yeah, in the lobby. i know yeah in the lobby bit, and i'd always just sit with him and just talk about life and business he was like really really helped me you know we ain't close no more we're, we're not we're not close no more but he really really helped me i'll never forget that and um when we've uh when i'm on the phone to him i just said i don't know what to do with my life and he said to me you know what the thing is with you? He said, you're great at setting things up. You're a vi- you, you know how to visualise. You've got a vision. You're a creator. You can, you can do all of these things. You can create things. You can create businesses. But you're no good at running them. Do you know what I'm saying? And I remember him saying that. So I thought, I took that on board. I was like, what, what do you think I should do? He said, I think you'd be good at um, recruitment. I said, yeah. He said, yeah, look, I've got a company. Um, I got a business, and I think um, I think you'd be good at it. I think you'd be good at recruitment. Yeah, like come and sit down with me. I was like, all right, why why do you think I'd be good? He's like, because you know people, you know people. You're good at getting in with people. You're good at talking to people. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, all right, um, yeah, uh, can we have a meeting? Blah blah blah. So I've had a meeting with him and his partners, cause he had yeah. two partners, and um, they've come up with a deal that um. Uh, they'll give me fifty percent of any business that I bring in through the door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they'd give me. They would. They would also give me a, a thousand pound a week wage. Yeah. And this was because of another friend who had, uh, who had took me, who was close with them. Yeah. Close with one of them, basically, arranged that deal okay, they never so wanted to give me the grand a week.
1: All right. You know? Cool. So, but you're in there now. Yeah. And right,
0: so, so basically, look, I'm in this. I'm in this agency now. Yeah. And um when I'm in this agency, they're basically saying to me, Look, um, I remember the first day I've turned up and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, like I'm I'm part of the I'm part of the furniture now. I'm gonna be i I'm a boss here, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because of a uh, deal's been brokered for me to get a grand a week and that. But then I remember I sat outside the waiting room, sitting outside waiting for them to invite me in. And um in the end they never invited me in, the owners. Yeah. Because the the person that was that had been helping me, mentoring me all the time. He lived up in, um he lived up in Bristol, so he would never come down really to the office in London. So I was left with his, with the other two owners in North London. So they left me outside, and then in the end, they opened up the door and they said, um "Do you know how to make tea?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No, not really, uh, but I guess yeah, like yeah, yeah, I can make tea, yeah." So um they said, "All right, can I make some tea?" I want two sugars. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, okay,
1: so cool. Yeah. You're making teas for them now. Yeah, yeah. So I was a tea boy. Alright, so I've started. But you're getting, getting paid food. a grand. Week. I thought yes. I was
0: getting paid a grand a week. I never got a grand a week off them. So I was there for five weeks, and they was never giving me. I was never getting no wages. But I'm using. I'm on my credit card. I'm living off my credit card yeah. every day because I've lost everything because because of, of trees. So now what's happening is I'm going in there every day. I'm not getting paid the grand a week, and the reason I'm not getting paid is because they're waiting on the person who negotiated the deal to bring some business in because they're not going to just give me a grand a week for nothing. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm going back to this person who um, said that they're going to that negotiate the deal because he lived in this place Farmborough Park, yeah? And he, this person was like a friend. I'm going back to him. I'm saying to him, yeah, look, what's happening? Like, are you going to start bringing some business in through the door? And um, one day he just said to me, I thought about it and nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, huh? He said, yeah, I can't bother. I'm not doing it. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So the deal fell through, yeah? Yeah, so the deal fell through. But I still kept going into the office every day because I'm thinking to myself, shit, like I can't, this is all I've got now. Do you know what I mean? And um, in the end, they've the owners have took me in the office and they said, when are you going to bring some business through? When, when's your friend going to bring some business? And I said, oh, look, he's, he's not he's not going to bring no business. They looked at each other and they said, see, I told you they was full of shit. And uh, this is whilst I'm in the room talking about my friend and me, and I'm just like, they're like, so what the, so then one of the owners looks at me and he goes, so what the fuck are you still doing here, like <laughs> that to me, yeah, and I said to him, look, I've been here for like five, six weeks now, I haven't, I feel like I've learned a lot, and I just want to give this a shot, and he goes to me, give you a shot, and so we ain't giving you no grand a week, I said, look, I don't want no grand a week, I've never took a grand a week, but I just feel like I've learned a lot, and just wanted you to stick to the deal that any business that I can bring in through the door, you give me 50% off. And, um, you know. Um, and that
1: was it. I'd and then, I guess
0: you started I bringing deals out. in, yeah? I went out, yeah. And I just started bringing deals All in. All right, so
1: then, so that was real money at the time?
0: Yeah, so I brought the deals in, um, started just getting paid my commissions for that. And um, after that, I was doing well and I went into developing, bought a house. Um, with my partner, Joe. Um, once I bought the house, got planning permission to the side of it to build another house. Uh, went with a builder. The builder ended up just laying. Um, got knocked by the builder, but he still finished it. He finished the job, but it just knocked me. Um, built that house, but but they were the greatest lessons because you learn from your mistakes yeah, yeah, yeah. never yeah, Nothing's supposed yeah. to be easy. You're gonna learn from your mistakes. Right. You know so what I mean?
1: these, so you're still, are you still in recruitment? You, you got property going on? Yeah, I got property going so on. So then, is that is that when you moved into crypto? What was right, the, so the
0: crypto happened? That was in like 2017. That was through my partner. Um, there was a boom with the Bitcoin. I remember I had a uh, I had one friend called Daps. He, he approached me about Bitcoin. This is when it was like 300 pound of Bitcoin. He's trying to borrow money of me to for me to invest in it. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Bring me the money that you owe me, cause you owe me money. Bring me the money you owe me. Once you pay me that money, I'll listen to your Bitcoin nonsense story. <laughs> it's the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. Put it this way: Bitcoin was not. It wasn't three hundred pound. It was like hundred and fifty pound per Bitcoin. As of today, it's twenty seven thousand pounds. If I had listened to him and just put the five grand in back then that would be a good 10 million now if i got a calculator right, i'd work it out but yeah, it'd be like 10 yeah. million do you know what i mean
1: it's my
0: biggest it was it, it was my biggest regret but now nah, it don't matter i'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good now anyway do you know what i mean so i'm fine um
1: you, you eventually invested though during the boom you had yeah a yeah
0: man. during the boom yes we invested during the boom so there was a coin called cardano um, and my partner put seven thousand in it. Got a return of three hundred and forty-four thousand. So we became like crypto specialists. We just understood the alt- not even me, my partner. He understood the altcoins and everything else. And that gave me so much confidence because all of a sudden he turned like a hundred thousand pounds into three million. So that gave me so much confidence for for my partner then to say to me that listen, half of this is yours. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm we was investing money from our shops and so on into that. So for him to say that to me, it gave me so much confidence. I was able to go out in the world and just smash more deals. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then I got into other things. I got into bridging finance, lending money secured against assets. Do you know what I mean?
1: Um, And there's big big numbers though. Yeah, they're big
0: numbers because you get to charge, say for example, you'll have a developer that wants, needs some money to finish off a development. And I get projects like these all the time, needs money to finish off a development. We bridge the money for him, so I lend him the money, charge him two percent a month, two percent in, two percent out. He might fall over; it might be 2 million So I give him two million. Can I'm this That's forty grand a month. Do you know what I mean? Who you, developer, t- you, talk, you talk about that though? Um,
1: I thought that's some one of those. I, do
0: you know what it is? You fall on these things. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everything, everything I've ever done, I've taught myself, and that's from falling into it. mm-hmm Lean into the walls Just that so way. I've always, yeah, networking is so important. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, and that's how that's how it is. There's other things like um, there was one deal that I that I I actually put together, and I can't talk. A, I don't want to. It's it's kind of mainstream, so I don't really want to say um, the name of it because I always keep my face in the background. But I brought um, this business. So this business is a it's a big business. Um, it's very popular. Now, it started off, it was already running, but I brought someone to the table to, as a brand, place that brand. And I, I basically sat in the room. I felt like Jay Z, I've negotiated this deal and I've placed the brand onto it, placed and this person onto it, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, changed the name. And then all of a sudden, what they already had, which was only like three months, uh, which was maybe a year old, I've then plugged my vision into it and it's gone through the roof Mm. and now it's in like you know multiple locations and um, yeah yeah and it's booming man it's booming so like what would you like what does success mean to you though like what does success mean it's simple success to me is just freedom the freedom of being able to wake up um wake up tomorrow and just do what you want you haven't got an answer to anyone do you Mm. know what i'm saying it's not about what car you drive, or the clothes you wear, or the money you have, or anything like that—it's just about being able to buy your freedom. That's, That's all right. that matters, and not yeah. just your own freedom, but the freedom of of your of more importantly, the freedom for your mum. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? I set my mum free. I bought my mum's freedom first before I got my freedom. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know what you
1: mean. So, so um, so like obviously you got a lot going on. It sounds like you got your hands in many pots. Like yeah. what do you do in the, just a spare time? Like what how do you switch off? I don't really switch
0: off to be honest. I sit up most morning. I sit, I'm up till late every day. Three, three in the morning it's normal for me to be up, just looking out my window. Really, just looking at the looking at the Thames, and I just just with my thoughts, just mm. thinking about my life. I don't really.
1: There's no spare time that like you like hobbies. I know don't don't really stuff. What do you do? Hobbies, like just like, that I go
0: boxing three times a week yeah, just to stay fit go try and go to the gym, so that's partly going to the gym three times a week just to stay fit. Travelling and um when I do that it's it's all it's a lot for my mental not for my mental state, yeah. for my mental health. Um just to keep me Do you like travel or like? Yeah, I do travel. I go uh, I do travel like you know, we've been in Miami and had a good time there, do you know what I mean? And privileged to have a friend that he's got a seven million pound apartment there. Do you know what I'm saying? You you went there as well, so um just privileged to have people that friends that have also done well in life yeah, and they're willing networks, to yeah. share them things. I go to Dubai and so, I, yeah, I do travel, yeah, so but I I travel most of the times
1: I travel a lot of the time. I travel by myself doing yeah. my thoughts. So, um, so like thinking about that and your your network and stuff, like what inspires you now? though? Like what inspires you to keep going? Um,
0: not much really inspires me to keep going. It's just, I'm just bored. Like, it's just like, <laughs> keep going or, or else do what do you know what I'm saying so I just I just you do it to keep busy yeah I just do it to keep busy man I don't have to do anything anymore do you know what Actually. I mean I can go and live anywhere in the world and just say you know I'm hanging up my boots and that's it and just chill do you know what I mean I haven't yeah. got to put myself through all the stress and so a similar things,
1: a similar to one so I met. obviously I met one of your people in your network uh, in, in, Ber- in Berlin yeah. Germany right and uh, it's funny because and he, yeah, yeah, he's a billionaire. Where he's well, so. his apartment in like, and I, obviously I'm not familiar with Germany. It's my first time, but I'm hearing it's like the Mayfair of Germany. It's like mm. penthouse apartment. Yeah, right? yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. there, and he's offering us like this fine whiskey and red wine. You're like, what the hell is this? You're not, you're not really a drinker. Mm. But I'm like, this is good. This is good. Um, and you asked him. I think he said you were like, why do you still go? Like you're a billionaire. Like, why do you still, <laughs> why do you still work? And he's like. What do you want me to do? You want me to fish? I I was laughing because I was like, he he made some the point. But what would you say the best piece of advice is you received? Best
0: best piece of advice I've received is um, to understand on your journey that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So don't. you haven't got to do it all early. You haven't got to, like, you're trying to get a Lamborghini when you're 22. Like, it's, it's, these things take long. Do you know what I'm saying? You're trying it's to, you them. want to live this great life, blah, blah, blah. You want to do it all now. Every bit of money you get, you're spending it. You're buying designer clothes. You're buying watches. You're buying all these things. And you're not you're not setting yourself up and building assets for the long term. You're not thinking about the long term. How The, the, the plan's got to be is, how can I buy my freedom? Do you know what I'm saying? And to do that is by buying properties, getting involved in businesses, making smart decisions, working hard and more importantly, working smart. Do you know what really I'm saying? Okay. Um.
1: All right. So like in COVID COVID time right now is tough for a lot of businesses. Yeah. Like what, what challenges have you faced like right now? Yeah,
0: I'm chasing I'm facing challenges uh with COVID but I'm sort of a person where I just stay, I just, anything that's negative, so if I'm losing money, that's negative to me. Mm -hmm. But if I'm making money, that's positive to me. So I just focus on the things that are working for me and the things that aren't working for me I kind of switch off from, make sure that it's not, I'm not going to go bankrupt, it's not going to destroy me and I haven't got any surprises coming and I have a good accountant and a good team that make sure that you know, forecast for all of these things, and then we just fight it out. Do you know what yeah, I mean? So but I guess one crypto have done really well through th- through the pandemic. I've done very well in the crypto, so that's fine. And so, so yeah, I guess all that's, right.
1: just, that's the positives of like having a diverse po- portfolio. Do you know? What yeah, I'm yeah, thinking? yeah, well, like yeah. Because of if when one's not working, you can do this. When, yeah,
0: when one's not working so well, the others you make sure that they're working well, and that covers for that one. You know. Mm. Listen, it's not a problem until until there's a bill that I have to pay. Put it yeah, that way. Yeah. Right. You know, so
1: so I, I think a lot of people think starting a business is hard, and yeah, like it's a lot of. I think there's a lot of people do alright in business, but not many people, not many businesses that you Like get. they, like they, they know, say, the, the same Lambo's nine out of ten businesses fail. Exactly. So, right. so so yeah. So then they're justified. But so what? Like, what do you think it, people need to have to be able to really? achieve to do well in business for their business to thrive like as an individual like forget the idea what is that okay, person? Yeah,
0: yeah it's just about the person that's why it's about the person it's about the mind the mind is everything it's what is going on in here you need to be sh- strong in here as long as you're strong in here you read books like think and grow rich i used to read um who moved my cheese by dr spencer Argent- uh, R. johnson mm-hmm. um f- 48 laws of power. Yeah, 48 laws of power. It's not even about business people. It's just rich dad, poor dad. It is all about programming the mind to be strong. And then that way you are just going to keep on going no matter what. I've fouled 99 times. I only got it right once. Mm -hmm. I fouled. All I've ever done is fouled and learn off every single failure. I'm built from failure. I'm not built from winning. Do you know what I'm saying? Built from failure. That's how it goes. What
1: what do you wish you had known? Like, Say, for example, your mind now. Mm Mm-hmm if you told yourself when you were selling them on eBay uh, before that my
0: mind be? now could motivate and mentor and train the younger person to go and achieve their dream fact so me if I had me looking out as me as a kid I would have been a footballer that's yeah. what, so
1: that what happened would you, what would you have told them to make sure that you, that you just stay on it
0: just stay yeah, on yeah. it just, just stay focused we're living in a world now where like the media are just feeding <clears> people with bullshit they're forcing people to watch nonsense. You've got <laughs> reality TV yeah, shows like, and people saying that they're right, influenced. Yeah, and that You're saying that these people are influencers. What are yeah. they influencing? The only thing they've ever inf- tried to influence is my pocket. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? And that don't even happen. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, really so it's like, these people aren't influencers. But this is what people... The younger generation are aspiring to be they want to they, they'll say that if they can make it on a reality tv show that they made it why because you want to get a little bit of, you want to have a, a number under your followers like what and a blue tick is that all <laughs> that you are aspiring to be in life do you know what i'm saying yeah, that's really and that's why like, i don't get involved in the nonsense i stay away from all of that yeah, you know yeah. i'd rather just you know done fund to have 1500 kids fed in africa I've done that there's no no better feeling than yeah. that do you know what i'm saying
1: Alright. So what just talking about social media though, mm-hmm. like what do you do you think you like social media t- nowadays like plays a, a role in a business being successful? Like do you think you need it for a You Yeah, I need social media for a no. successful business. I don't promote none of my businesses on social media. Okay. I literally I don't, yeah. I don't
0: I don't I don't bother promoting the businesses they have social media platforms yeah. and there's there's going on but you don't need like you don't you don't need it. There's like okay. there's people with <laughs> there's loads of companies out there because you got to do the work mm-hmm. all the social media is it's just like so it's just it's just that it's just ads but yeah, you've yeah. got to go and do the work yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm
1: saying you've got to go and do the work all right so then what would you what what advice would you say you would give to someone who's trying to raise capital right so there's a lot of people with good ideas yeah. right they're like oh you know this is and like these ideas can work yeah but how do they get the money to start it right okay because so say for example they just got no money yeah like think that of it like that
0: and I've been in that position I've been in that position before and um, <laughs> where you haven't you're trying to look for for an investor and it's hard to find do you know what i'm saying but what i would say to that is is i think a platform needs to be created because you've always got these like dragons dens and the, on these dragons dens these are like you've got your own posh people and you're sitting there and da 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 blah 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 and like they're judging you and they're all dressed in suits and things like that and it's a new generation now you know there's people with money that aren't like that at all mm-hmm. so i think a platform needs to be created where it's like another type of dragons then even if even if you if yeah, you yeah i would do something like that you. The panel. Do you know what i mean yeah. and where these people even if it's here these people can come here and For present sure, their business and pitch it to us and if it and we'll sit here and if the business makes sense then bang blessed, i'll invest yeah, in it do you know what i'm saying and not so only you, will so i invest you you, yeah. but my network i'm part of a network where we're surrounded by a lot of wealthy people like you said like you i to you to Germany with me. You yeah. met my friend, he's a billionaire. I've got yeah, yeah, yeah. friends in many great places. Yeah. So, th- we could create that type of platform where people can come through with their ideas that are need a hundred thousand pounds investment, yeah. two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, half a million, whatever. And do you know what so I mean? You, so, you
1: think, so gotta, yeah, gotta yeah really let's do You've got to seek investment. Yeah, all right, yeah, nah, we're, we're definitely going to start that as yeah. a platform on the mere fiver. But all right, so what we're yeah, even got the name, lend me a fire exactly. that's, that's perfect. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, exactly. let's get let's get it rolling. Um, let's get that rolling. But that, all right, so as part of this podcast, right, mm-hmm. we ask obviously you've given them, there's a number of gems here, like for people to take on board, especially from where you come from, right? But we ask people five quick fire questions. Yeah. yeah. You've got ten seconds to answer each, each question. So it's yeah. a quick thing, like no overthinking. Right, cool, cool, cool. It's a quick thing, like got a freestyle, yeah. You. First thing that comes to your head, right? All right, so
0: And I've got ten seconds to answer it all. Each question. 10 seconds. All right, so I've got to go. All right, cool.
1: Yeah, all right. Tell me when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Name one thing that you can't live without. A nice pillow. <laughs> 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 I said a nice pillow, you know. I <laughs> <laughs> so them hotels got you doing <laughs> Yeah, <I'm, laughs> I'll yeah. tell you that yeah, again. nice right. pillow. One thing you need to be successful. Heart. As in, like, you got to care for people, yeah? yeah
0: nah, nah. you got to have heart because of... You gotta you gotta be tough to take on the shit that's gonna come through the door. You gotta have a heart. Like, you know, forget about taking care of people, that's important, but do that after. You gotta have a heart to To, survive. To To, to, yeah, to get through it, you gotta have a heart.
1: One thing that brings you happiness. (laughs)
0: My mum not having to work.
1: Yeah, okay. That's dope. If you had one wish, what could it be today?
0: That there'll be no more starving children. In the world, in Africa, especially since I've recently seen that, it's made me really want to go out there. What's the the solution for
1: that, though? This ain't one
0: of the questions. I I do ask myself, I do think to myself, what is the solution? There's so much money. And they say that. I remember my friend said to me, he said, 10 billionaires alone have enough money, or the 10 richest people in the world have enough money to just. Eradicate poverty, and why don't they? You know. To be fair, they've got so much money. So, so, so part doing. of that, I won't lie, part of that motivated me even more to say, listen, I need to become a billionaire so mm-hmm. I can go and do my part. Yeah, do, your part do you know right,
1: what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, one thing you, I think we've probably answered this, but one thing you could advise a younger version of you, just one thing. If you, had, if you could take right. your mind now, a younger ver- yeah, a younger version of me, one which thing.
0: is what I already done. Don't watch no nonsense. Don't allow any, don't download any bullshit into your mind. Stay focused. Yeah, stay focused. That's the most important thing. Read books. Yeah, stay focused. Read books. Okay. And just put the work in daily, seven days a week. There's no such thing as a day off. A day off is a day lost. That's what I used to tell myself. Yeah, I know that. I wrote it on the back of my business cards. Just And day it day didn't happen overnight. All
1: right, cool. So where can people connect with you, right? So I know there's a number, of you, you know, you've got a big f- following on a Snapchat yeah. and so on, where can people, because I know you've got a lot of people that try to reach out to you yeah, already, yeah, but that's, that's
0: where the can thing. people connect? You know, you know what it is? Uh, like I say to you, um, I'm not being big-headed, but I get a lot of people contact me to do podcasts and things like that. And I've always like just been away from it because it's just like, I just, it's not me. Like I don't, I'm not trying to get people following me or I'm not trying to get a name or I'm not trying to do anything. I just live my life and I tell that message and by me delivering that message out there, just putting it on whether I'm writing on Twitter or Snapchat or whatever, people just connect to it, and they're like, "Raw, oh, like I'm going through exactly what you are going, what you were going through." Do you know what I mean? And that's a blessing. But I don't, I, I don't go and promote my social media or nothing like that. To be honest, i um, I'm not trying to do that, do you know. So people can't really connect to me. You know what I'm saying? I get so many messages you gotta every find day, them if and you find them. it annoys me. Right. You know what I mean? But, yeah. All right. So
1: now, um, nice dope man. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, but just part of this podcast, like, I ask all the, all the, all our guests. Right. So the last thing to wrap up. And lend me a fiber. Yeah, I lend you a fiber. You actually got on you. No, look, my wallet in my car. This is a joke. You know what's (laughs) so crazy? Wait, did you take Bitcoin? (laughs) I do take Bitcoin, 100%. You can give me, like, (laughs) 1,000. Listen, listen, no, look,
0: to put it this way, that £5 that I could give you on Bitcoin now, listen, by by (laughs) the end of the year, I'm believing that that £5 will be £20. It will be a good investment. You know what's so
1: funny is, like imagine 100% of the guests, nobody's had the fiver on them. Cash (laughs) Cash is done, bro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Every single person's like, no, I ain't got it. But mm-hmm. I mean, some people just are like, I ain't even giving it to you. Yeah. Like <laughs> girl, <man. laughs> no, actually, I mean, I've
0: got
1: it in my car, but <laughs> Yeah, I No rolls or any but, cash, man. I'll, give it, I'll pay you in crypto. Yeah, that's all good, but I'll take that for sure. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, thank you for tuning in. Thank you again for your time. Yeah. As I said, subscribe um, to the channel. Share it. As I said, this is a journey where you've got someone who's come from the bottom and they've literally transformed their life. They've had super lows. Like, you think you're going through things or whatever. I think this is inspirational, motivational. It shows you that you can make it through. Like it just, mm-hmm. it's the mindset. You know what I'm saying? It's the dedication, it's the consistency to put that in. Um, Makes sure you share, so anyone who's trying to go into business or just a career, right? I think people can benefit from it. Um, and as and as as we mentioned earlier, like there's more to come as far as investment in people's businesses and and stay tuned for that. Thank you. Love. Yo, what you cooking?